Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Bring spring color inside this season with Bear Premium Plus paint, starting at just $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. Add a pop of blue to your kitchen with the Bear exclusive color Arrowhead Lake or a splash of Amazon jungle to your living room. Bring a cool breeze to your bathroom with sea glass. Or accent your bedroom with sunrise-inspired colors like coral cloud and dark crimson. Let your creativity bloom this spring with Bare Premium Plus paint starting at just $28.98 a gallon at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. He gets the hat trick today. We'll explain in just about a minute. But good morning, America. Yes, it's Fox Football Saturday. I'm Andy Furman. He's Bill Plasky. We are in for the one and only Jason McIntyre. And, of course, we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Now, that intro was not deserving. Not deserving of this distinguished member of the L.A. Times, star of stage and screen. Yes, today he gets the hat trick. He comes on radio. Bill Platsky joins me and was subbing for Jason McIntyre. It's a pleasure. It's an honor to have you. Mr. Bill Platsky, how are you? Thanks for having me. This is awesome. What's the hat trick? What the heck are you talking about? Well, I, basically all three. You got the electronic media, you got the radio, you got the TV, and you got newspaper. Go. There you go. All right. Well, yeah, the newspaper, and that's number one, man. Don't forget the newspaper. That's 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 where it all is. No, it's great to be here coming to you guys. I'm in L.A., L.A. sports capital of the world, of course. And, of course, College Football Saturday talking about the big the big game. There's a lot of big games this today in college football. No game bigger from where I sit than – Washington State at Cal. 
Cal- oh, please, come on, Bill. <laughs> oh, come on now. Let me tell you something. Even Pac-12, your mom, the Pac- who's listening, even your mom who is listening on 790 AM in Louisville will disagree <laughs> because Kentucky's playing today, and that's a biggie. Who would ever think that Kentucky will be playing for an SEC title? Who well, would well, think? I, well, I, I've got a, uh, a really horrible um, admission to make. As you know, I'm on a, Around the Horn on ESPN, and yesterday I, I won the show, and my 30 seconds of FaceTime was about Kentucky and about the game against Georgia and how I think Kentucky can win the game. And I'm a Louisville guy. I am born in Louisville, raised in Louisville. I'm an, I'm a L guy. I am not a Kentucky guy. I'd cheer for anybody who doesn't play Kentucky, but my heart just melted a little bit thinking Kentucky's got a chance to win their first SEC championship in 42 years. And uh, I kind of I kind of cheered for the Cats a little bit. Now I couldn't sleep all night. Hate myself for that. So I've got to go back oh, and apologize. Because yeah, either you're one or the other. And I'm a yeah. Louisville guy, but yes, Kentucky. That's a huge. That's a huge game. Although there's every bit of a chance, given their history, that they're going to get blown out, right? Right. Well, I will tell you one thing. I live about 80 miles north of Louisville, and I would say this. And I've never taken a survey, but I would think there are more UK fans living in Louisville than Louisville fans. No, that's. I don't know what survey you're talking about. That is wrong. Louisville really? is staunchly a Louisville place. Now, the rest of the state is Kentucky, and actually, Kentucky is really too. There's Louisville. Louisville's not even part of the state of Kentucky. Louisville's its own little empire. The rest of Kentucky is all, you know, different. But uh, no, and anyway, you either, as you know, you're a Louisville or Kentucky guy. But I think it's interesting. Even people like myself who are anti-Kentucky guys, Kentucky fans, have to say that seeing them do good in football is pretty cool. I mean, that's pretty. Well, it, it's, it's pretty. Amazing. It's, it's 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 amazing. And nobody, you know, it's, it's. I guess the whole anti-Kentucky thing stems from Calipari. Calipari's not involved in this. This is Stoops. Stoops seems like a pretty good guy. They got this uh, Benny Snelling Jr., this running back guy is pretty good. I mean, they got the number one run, number one ranked points per game defense in the league in the, in, in, in college football. So, yeah, it's, it's that's that's one of the big games. But, no, it got to stand up for the Pac-12 because Washington State's the only chance the Pac-12 has to get into the CFP, which is really to say no chance at all. But, yeah, they got two, every team's got two losses. There. But, I think it's going to be tough. But, but, but you know, but the it's problem, crazy. Yeah, but the problem is – Speaking about Pac-12 football, get the 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 again the big game today. Washington State, Cal at Washington State. It's on at ten forty-five p.m. East Coast time. The Pac-12 has the worst league office in all of sports. They have the worst com- league commissioner, Larry Scott, in all of sports, and they have the worst TV. Therefore, the worst TV times. They sold no, their no, soul. No, they look, sold I, their. I, so- I don't know. I don't know the guy at all, and you're on the West Coast, so basically you know a lot more than I do. But I do. I give him a lot of credit. Because several years ago, didn't they put up that big poster on Times Square for for Heisman credentials and things like that? I gave him some some props for that. No, they no, the just prop- uh, they've just done a terrible job. In fact, in, in the referee, the officiating is terrible. They're the ones that had their had a targeting call changed by a non-official by a league of, by a, like a league executive changed a call during the game out here a couple weeks ago against USC when they played Washington State. So, no, and so the, the people on the East Coast have no idea about Pac-12 football because it's on so late. They play right. every, and it's it's so wrong for the kids. It hurts recruiting. And so anyway, the big game tonight, Cal at Washington State, 7.45 p.m., nobody's going to watch it. No, you know what? And the problem is that before electronic media came to vogue and before the 24-7 news cycle, you'd have to wait for a Monday newspaper to find out Pac-12 scores on a Saturday night. Yes, That's I know. That's what you had to do. Yeah, and it's it's gotten to be the same way. And, and you know, they try to talk about it like, well, they try to sell it like Pac-12 after dark. Oh, come on. That's some, you know, that's some silly, silly model that, that's, that's trying to cover up the fact that they have, that they're the last option for all the TV networks. They're the last option for the networks because that's the way the contract is. 
So, yes. Bill Plasky, if, if I may, I want to get a little personal with you in your professional career. May I do that right now for a second? Please. May I? Okay. Okay. Uh, an incident happened this week in the National Football League. Matt Patricia, the head coach of the Detroit Lions, and I want to ask if this has ever happened to you in your long, illustrious career as a reporter columnist. Take a listen to Matt Patricia going right at a reporter over his posture. Listen to this. Why do you think this makes your franchise better? Um, do me a favor, just kind of sit up and just like have a little respect for the process. Every day you come in and ask me questions and you just kind of like, you know, give me this. But I mean, like, just, just be a little respectful. Just, I'm asking just to be a little respectful in this whole process, okay? So ask me a question professionally and I'll answer it for you. That's unbelievable. That's stunning to me. For one thing, Matt Patricia is talking about somebody acting respectful of the process. Matt Patricia, who's slovenly, the way he dresses, the way he carries himself, the way he conducts himself, and he's talking about a report. It's probably, there's, there's not many coaches who dress or look worse than us reporters. He's one of them. So what's, what's he doing saying that? I've, I've, never, ever, I've, never heard anything, I've never heard anything like it before. I've never heard anything like it. Have you like had it. an incident I mean, with the report? I mean, he, the problem is, like, guys like me, you know, I, I get those microphone muscles. What that is that I could go in after a guy and attack him, and he wouldn't know who I look like in a lineup. But you guys are out there in the field. You're out there. You face these guys face-to-face, and I'm sure you've had some sort of a confrontation because, honestly, in my mind, in my heart of hearts, if you don't have a confrontation with an athlete and or a coach or a manager, you're really not doing your job. Oh, I've had confrontations for 30 one years almost you know in the old days you'd have them every day players I've had players put their fist in my chest I've had players scream at me trying to get me out of the locker room I've had players you know uh, th- this year I had confrontations with you know when the Dodgers were celebrating all their championships let's get, so let's get personal get some names give me some names there well bro. I had Come a guy on. named Raul Mondesi People don't even forget. Probably forget who he was. He's played for the Dodgers put his fist in my chest and said if you ever come back in here I'll kill you I've had Kirk really? Gibson Saying get out of here, I'm going to hurt you. I mean, I've, I've had, I've had, I've had, uh, and they they had players running around in the locker rooms in the clubhouses this fall. The Dodgers celebrating all their division championships and the NLCS and all that during one of the celebrations. Players yelling, "You want us to lose? You want us to lose? What's wrong with you?" Players yelling at me. That happens all the time. It happens less and less now because it's all captured on video, and players so players are afraid. They know that if they go after a writer, everyone in the world will see it. So but happens- isn't it said? It's said that an athlete has to use a reporter's column for motivational techniques. You want us to lose, and I'm sure managers and coaches use that as motivation. Say, you know, it's us against them. Well, it's you know, always they, they it's, it's always in a group setting. Athletes are rarely as brave as they are on the field of play in the locker room. They're rarely brave enough to confront a writer one on one. It's always in the group mentality. They do it with 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 all their buddies around them. To make right. kind of a gang thing. This is one. In fact, that's why there's a guy Lamar Odom, who I'm sure every, every, everybody's heard of. Great player, former great Laker. We was in was involved with the Kardashians. Almost died. He had what I thought was the classiest. So I wrote a column several years ago when he was playing for the Lakers. He was dating one of the Kardashians, and I wrote that I think it was Chloe. Yeah, it was Chloe. And I wrote that it was killing his career. Kardashians are. Player killers, you know that, right? You date a right. Kardashian, your career is done. It's it happens. Ask Reggie Bush. <laughs> ask anybody. Ask Tristan Thompson. So he was dating her, and they were bringing TV cameras into the locker room, and for for that reality show they have, it was messing him up. It was distracting him. He was clearly playing poorly. I did a column <clears throat> ripping her for involving herself with him like that, ripping him for you know letting himself be used like that, and saying you know he's being emasculated on this TV show. So he calls me over. 
after a game. This is a playoff game in Dallas, and he calls me over. This is he's standing there next to next to Shaq and Kobe and everybody. And I said, "Oh, here it comes." And he said, "Bill, can we go outside a second? I said, "Go outside." I said, "You gonna be gonna fight?" He said, "No, let's just go outside." I said, "Okay." He took me outside in, in, in the hallway. This is in Dallas, and he said, "Listen, I didn't want to do it in front of everybody else because it's just man to man. But listen, you can write about me what you want to write about, but please." Don't write bad about my wife. Leave my wife out of it. I know you think she's a joke, but I love her, and she's my wife, and you're writing about, please do not write about my wife. Stop that. Write about me all you want, but I want to do this man-to-man out here, not in the locker room. It's none of his business but ours, and he gave me a hug. And I'm like, like that? I'm like, I know. What do you What do you know about There's that? There's a column right there. I mean, oh, there I was. Oh, I, oh, I, 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 I wrote about that. Oh, I, I love Lamar. I love LO for that. I'll always love him for that. But it's, most, it's but, but but most players aren't like that. Most players, you see them in a the hallway, they'll they'll nod to you. if if they're mad at you or what they feel about you, they'll just nod at you. But you see them in a the locker room with all their buddies around, then they'll come at you. But again, it happens a lot less. I tell these younger writers, they're a lot, they're a lot really fortunate because again, players don't want to be on Twitter and on YouTube and on Facebook. They, they you know they better stay off, stay out of the video of them berating a writer. But this Matt Patricia thing is ridiculous. I mean, I've I've talked about posture. I've asked questions. <laughs> You know, you know that, Andy. We're in a scrum. Our posture is terrible when we're asking questions. What's it got to do with anything about a question? I don't understand. Also, what is this with him? He has a pencil in his ear. Matt Patricia. Well, that's Belichick. Right. Well, Belichick guess said. what? His play call. His play card is laminated. What's he writing on? He's writing on nothing. Right. He's a phony. Right. And that he was is. a phony response from a, a really a coach who's who I think is not going to last long. The Belichick coaches they don't last long, do they? Charlie not Weiss much of a family tree. Long. Not Romeo much of Cornell, a tree. Not much of just just barely even a, even a shrub. And this right. guy, and this guy, you're talking about somebody's posture again. <clears throat> I can't imagine. I didn't see the video. For you to talk about a writer's posture, you'd have to almost be standing on his head, like a like a gymnast or something. Who cares? Yeah, but but even that, I've never seen a writer be able to to stand on their heads. You know, we, we aren't that athletic, so uh, I right. don't understand. Uh, that was a that was a that was one of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard of. And again, look at Matt Patricia. You talk about who respects the game. Look how he dresses. He's look a slob. At, he's a slob. So yes. look how he dresses. So uh, yeah, that 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 uh, yes, but that has happened before several times, many 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 times. It does, and you have to. And my job as a columnist for the LA Times, I've got to be tough on people. Anymore, it seems like it's the big city columnists are the last ones to really be tough in print on the athletes. A lot of the websites, oh, a lot of the of websites course. are more featurey. And a lot of the people in towns work for the teams, so we're the ones. We're the lone voices. We have to say what everybody thinks. We're the ones. That if you're pre- a columnist, if you're a columnist in Stillwater, Oklahoma, you think you're going to attack Oklahoma State football? Are you kidding? You're yeah. probably getting goodies, and they won't give you the well, food. I don't the know press about that. No, I don't know about on. that. I don't know about that. I mean, Oklahoma, Oklahoma, the, the Daily Oklahoma does a really good job. I don't mean I shouldn't say big city columnists. Just the columnists for the local paper. They're if I don't know if they're doing it or not, but they're the only ones that do that do do it anymore. So you're that lone voice out there, and you're on the you're on the firing line. So every yeah, time I walk into a, a locker room, even though there's a million media members there, I'm the one that criticized them. I'm the one they read. I'm the one their families read. I'm the one that takes all the heat, and that's okay. So, and by saying this, by way of saying you've got to show up. You write a tough column about somebody, you've got to show up. You got to show up the next day. I wrote it. Right. You know, you got to show up the next week. You got to be there so you're not running and hiding. So if they want to yell at you. And, I, and I've actually done this before. I've written tough columns and then walked through the locker room, the, the clubhouse the next day, just walk through it slowly to make sure anybody has a problem. I'm right here. You want? I don't taunt right. them or anything, but if I'm you got a problem, piece of meat here. I'm, I uh, here I am. 
And of course, he's I'm, the man. Of course, I'm you always, I'm always giving a side of cross before I go in there, saying, "Oh, please, God, <laughs> have them not say anything to me. I don't want to get beat up today." I love it. He's the guy, my partner today, Bill Plasky from the LA Times. I'm Andy Furman. We're in for Jason McIntyre. What a lineup we got. Bottom of the hour, Bill Livingston from the Cleveland Plain Dealer. He'll join oh, us. Oh, he's another um, one of those big city combo. Yeah, he he's is. A, he, he's a big timer. Yes, he is. Livy's the best. He is. Hour number two, Robert Klemko from SI.com. That'll be at 1130 Eastern time, so don't go anywhere. Stay with us. And you can get to us on Twitter at Bill Plasky. I'm going to spell your name for those morons who don't know how to spell it. P-L-A-S-C-H-K-E at Bill Plasky at Andy Furman FSR. We'll read them. We'll Retweet him, 877-99 on Fox. That's our phone number. That translates to 877-996-6369. Yes, we accept your phone calls. Do not call collect. There's a flaw in the college football playoff rankings. No, it's not. It's perfect. What are you talking about? We'll tell you all about it. Yeah, you better tell me about it. There's more than a body of work, and we'll get to that in just about a minute. Speaking of minutes, it's 21 past the hour. It's Fox Football Saturday. He's a gentleman from the L.A. Times, Bill Plasky. I'm Andy Furman, a win for the only, only Jason McIntyre. And we're brought to you by Discover. Get your free credit scorecard today, even if you're not a Discover customer. It includes your FICO, FICO credit score, and checking your scorecard won't hurt your credit. Learn more at discover.com slash credit scorecard. Limitations apply. Mr. Bill Livingston will join us at the bottom of the hour. That'll be 10.30 Eastern time. And I know, Bill Plasky, you probably have grown across Bill Livingston in your travels. Yes, he's a uh, very celebrated columnist. He's seen a lot in Cleveland. The fact that he's lasted in Cleveland this long through all the losing and all the hard. He must have written more negative columns than anybody in the, in the history of sports journalism. So I admire him and admire the fact that he's bringing it every day. And I'll be interested to see what he says about the mess that's the Cavs and the mess that's the Browns. I mean, they're yeah, both messy. And really, the mess that's the Indians. How the Indians, yeah. the Indians were, you know, were on the verge. They were up three to one in the World Series just a couple of years ago. And now they're, now they're, 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 they're rebuilding. I don't understand that. It's still a mistake on the lake. I don't care what you say. I know it's not on fire any longer, but still it's a mistake. And it's kind of the epicenter of sports right now because with the firing of their basketball coach with the Cavaliers and what's happening with their Browns. And I can't understand how a team could be so bad for so long. That's all I, I, I got to ask him that. How could you be so bad for so long? Yeah, I mean, that's just it's um, the, the NFL is set up so you're not that so bad for so long. Every team right. gets there. Everyone gets a chance. It's just tremendous, horrendous draft picks, horrendous quarterbacks. It's all about quarterbacks, right? I mean, the NFL yeah. is all about the quarterbacks. How many quarterbacks have they gone through under Hugh Jackson? How many quarterbacks have they gone through in the last 10 years? It's all about the quarterback. It's about the quarterback, and it's about the coach. And, that's, and who has the best quarterback and the best coach? Brady and Belichick, and that's the reason. I mean, it's just it's that simple. I don't care how many right. draft picks you trade. I don't care what you do. you got to get a quarterback. And, that's, and that's, that's the single most important position of any professional sport in this country is quarterback. And Alabama's got themselves a quarterback right now too. Oh my goodness! This how you could be so good for so long? But you know That's what? That's the question. But there. you know what? Alabama's going to lose today. I'm you calling it so? right now. Absolutely, they're going to lose. They're going down there to they're going down to Death Valley. I believe they've the uh, LSU's won like 81 of their last 97 games there. Alabama's played one team in the top 40 defensively this year. LSU ranks seventh defensively. The two has never faced a guy like Greedy. Is this the greatest safety name in the defensive back name in the country? Uh, yeah. Greedy Williams, right? It's I Greedy Williams for LSU. Uh, they haven't faced a team like LSU in a place like Baton Rouge this year. Tua, Tua hasn't played the Alabama quarterback. He hasn't played the fourth quarter, I don't believe, this year. So they haven't even been tested. They'll be tested. They will lose today. Coach O, I love Coach O. He, I do, know, too. Ed Orger, he, and they the, didn't want him. They what? didn't want him to get the job. Oh, no. I mean, well, well, they didn't want him. He was at USC. He should have been the USC coach 
after you know with all the recent firings, after they got rid of Steve Sarkeesian, even before they hired, they got rid of Elaine Kiffin, they should have hired Ed O. But he didn't look the part for them. He didn't sound the part. So I went down. He was. And it was. It's an interesting story for me. He was. You know, he was snubbed by USC. So a couple. So he was out of football a couple years ago. He invited me down to his house, and I went down to the bayou outside New Orleans. He made some Cajun, whatever they call it, some jambalaya for me. We hung out. We watched high school football. We had a great day. And he's such a great man. And he just, he was so hurt. And he really thinks the reason he didn't get the USC job was partially because everybody makes fun of how he talks. Everybody, and I don't know if they make fun of it, but everybody copies how he talks. You know, and I'm not going right. to imitate it because it's so cliche. But, you know, it's, it's uh, Coach O talks like this. And he thinks that was part of the reason he didn't get hired at USC because he thought – that he made the impression like he was a country bumpkin, and you know from the from the swamps, and they didn't like that. And I think I said I kept telling him I don't I hope that's not the case. And anyway, USC I think they made, I think they made a mistake not not keeping him because he was really no he was really an inspiration. And look what he's done down there. I mean, he's done this. You know, he's got a great defense. He's got this Joe Burrow quarterback, a good young quarterback. He's really he's really got it rolling down there. And no, he's, you and know he, what? It's funny. He, he typifies LSU more so than maybe any other coach typifies their community and their school in the country. You know, I, I have no dog in this fight, but I'd love to see LSU win. Number one, I like Eddie O. And I'll tell you something, showing my age, I, I'm an I'm a aggressive letter writer. I write letters to every coach in the country. I write to all of them. And Eddie O always writes me back. And really? I love him for that. Yeah, always writes me back. I just like, I send him little articles. If I see a big article about LSU in the New York Times, I'll clip it out, mail it to him. Two days later, he thanks me back. I mean, it's amazing. I know people are doing emails and whatever, but people delete emails all the time. I send it personal, right to the guy. But you look at Alabama, 8-0, not only winning games, but like they're rolling over their opponents. They outscored them something like 433 to 127. And I'm not so certain that's a good thing for college football. I want to see LSU win. I want to see them go nuts and bat on Rouge tonight. And I'll tell you, going back there with this college football playoff thing where they had this week the first four teams, Alabama, Clemson, I agree, LSU right there. If they win today, they'd probably move up maybe even to number one. Probably should be number one because I have the best resume in college football and Notre Dame is fourth. But I, I have a flaw here because I'm looking at like the 12th team, UCF, University of Central Florida. How in the hell are they ranked 12th? They're the highest ranked team from outside the Power 5 conference, and they have yet to beat a team that has a winning record. I don't get it. And everybody says these coaches uh, and the voting committee, uh, the eye test. No, it's not the eye test. I want to know from these voters who they voted for. They need to be transparent and come forth and say, who did you vote for? I want to see your voting list. Well, you know what UCF's about, right? It's about last year. They feel right. bad about last year. Yes, their their strength of schedule is the fourth worst among all FBS teams. They haven't played anybody. They gave up. They gave up 250 yards to Temple in the first half the other night. Right. So yes, UCF doesn't belong anywhere near there. Yet it 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 it, it I'm bristled. Have you seen their stadium where they play down in or in Orlando? They have across the press box in front of the press box. They have a big a big the national champs. They're, they're, yeah. they're 2017 national champions. And I'm like, what the heck? But I think that's just based on last year. I think all this talk about the CFP and the rankings. At the end of the day, right, Andy? It usually, almost 95, 99% of the time, it works out right. They play who they're going to play. There's no use us arguing about this stuff now because it's going to all play itself out. You know what's going to happen. Alabama's going to, if they went out, they're going to be there. Clemson's out, they're going to be there. I mean, Notre Dame's going to win out, they're going to be there. And, then, you know, it's going to be LSU or Michigan or, uh, you know, or Georgia or, or maybe even Oklahoma. But it, it, it rarely is there a really uh, an argument at the end of the day this, since you've had the CFP. Really, is there a big art? Maybe for number four or five. I mean, I wish 
Now I think they should go to a to an eight to a uh, to I a, love that to an elite eight. I think and I, and I think they probably will because of the Power Five conferences. There's just more conferences than there are spaces. And again, the Pac-12 is going to get left out again. And it makes me mad. But they haven't beaten anybody. I mean, there's nothing you can do about that. Not only they haven't beaten anybody, they don't play anybody. They don't play. Anybody. I mean, that that's the problem. You you got to get and the same with UCF. You know, you you want to play with the big boys, play the big boys, get them on your schedule. You know, and, and that's what you got to do. I mean, well, you, well, you're talking about that though. Then that drives me crazy. You talk about how great Alabama's been. Who have they beaten? Louisville, Arkansas State, Ole Miss. Right. No, they they haven't beaten anybody. Come on, Louisiana, Arkansas, Missouri, Tennessee, bunch of bad teams. A and M's the only team they've beaten that's even been ranked. So I mean, everybody's got their scheduling issues, and of course, but at least they're in a power conference, the in the SEC, which arguably probably is the best conference in the country. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And the Pac-12 is, has has been down, has been weak, and uh, you know, and, and again, with you have Washington State scores a hundred points a game, but gives up a hundred points a game. And I hate to say this to you because I love you, Bill, I really do. And you're like a Pac-12 guy; you're carrying the flag for them today. But the Pac-12, to most people on the other side of the Mississippi, is like another country. You don't follow it. It's hard to follow the games on TV, as you mentioned. They start so late. And if you're a subscriber to a newspaper or a magazine, you got to wait 48 hours to find the results. No, and that's, and, you know, just, I've, I've always thought if I was Pac-12 commissioner, the one thing i do in my TV deal is I would not sign a TV contract with anyone whose games were not shown, whose network is not shown at a Marriott Courtyard or a Marriott Hotel or places where college football people stay on Saturdays when they're all traveling around the country. You can't get – I mean, there's, there's times – again, I've been – I've been on the East Coast covering, let's say, UCLA plays Alabama, played at Alabama one year. Then that night I went to watch USC game on, on Fox or whatever. Couldn't get it. Couldn't get in my hotel room. You know, and so you don't wow. see them. You're right. Yeah, you're right. So it's it's a really – the Pac-12 does suffer again from that. You know, and, it, and, it, and so the years that it's great, it really suffers because people just don't know it. And the years that it's down, it gets completely forgotten. And it's going to be completely forgotten again this year. I mean, again, I wish Washington State, but even if they win out, I'm not sure who they're going to beat in there. And, you know, they're going to beat Utah. They're going to beat Washington. They're going to beat Stanford. They're, they're going to beat there's, – there's no teams under a schedule that are – they're even, you know, in the top – barely in the top 15. So I, no I, don't, I, don't know, I don't know how they're going to do it. So, no, at the end of the day, it's going to be Alabama. It's going to be Clemson. It's going to be Notre Dame. And it probably is going to be Michigan. If Michigan can win out because I think – They're going to beat Ohio State. Yeah, they're going to beat Ohio State. But Ohio State's a mess this year, and their coach is a mess – and he shouldn't right. be. He, he should have been suspended. We'll you know. get into that later on oh, today. Yeah. That's for sure. He's Bill Plasky, the gentleman from the LA Times. I'm Andy Furman. We're in for Jason McIntyre, and there's a reason they call it the mistake on the lake. And we're going to go to Cleveland and talk with the legendary Bill Livingston next. But first, to the big eye, Isaac Lowe and Crom for the latest. Good morning, Andy and Bill. We begin in the on, NBA. I- hey, how you doing, guys? Friday night in the association, the Golden State Warriors improving to nine and one with a 17 point win over the Timberwolves. Rockets broke a four game losing streak with an eight point victory at Brooklyn. Raptors improved to 8-1 and with a 9-point win at Phoenix. Toronto off to the best start in franchise history, by the way. Number one overall pick DeAndre Ayton, 17 points and 18 rebounds at a losing cause for the Suns. Thunder won at Washington, 134-111 to to the tune of boos from the home Washington fans. stinks, right, Isaac? They stink right now. They are 1-7. and seven. How'd that happen? Is John Wall not playing? Oh, he is playing. He's yeah. just, he just not that good. The John Wall Bradley Beal experiment continues, and it continues not to work. So that's a recap <laughs> of the NBA Friday night, and some sad news, guys, from the world of auto racing this morning. Indianapolis Motor Speedway chairman of the board emeritus Mary Holman George passed away early this morning at the age of 83. Most recognizable to sports fans for annually delivering the most famous words in racing. Ladies and gentlemen, 
Start your engines. I think it's really cool that they added the ladies to it. It's re several years ago. That was really cool. That's right. With the uh, with the addition of more and more female drivers to the Indy 500. Now she Danica was the Patrick. she yeah she was the chairman from what 88 to 2016. And during that time, among other things, they added the Brickyard 400 uh, to the schedule at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway and uh, world famous, known to sports fans. Finally, one college football game from Friday night involving a ranked team. Guys, Pitt winning at number 25, Virginia 23 to 13 behind the running of Darren Hall. Hall gets the call. Finds a crack and he's on his way. Hall at the 50. Hall at the 40. Hall at the 35-30. 25-20. 15-10. Darren Hall touchdown. 75 yards. Unbelievable. The venerable Bill Hillgrove the call on KDKA. Also the voice of the Pittsburgh Steelers as Hall rushed for 229 and three touchdowns. That's it, Andy and Bill. All yours. Isaac, going all right, back thank to you the, so wait, much, going back uh, to the Indy 500. Yeah. Is anybody, do you think it's, what do you think about the whole thing about drinking milk after the race? I think it's kind of weird. I think it's kind of gross. I think it's gross. I've always thought it was kind of weird to begin with, but it's such a tradition that it's actually cool. It's so lame that it's cool, if I can put it (laughs) that way. But have you ever drank milk after an athletic activity? No, because I never won an athletic activity in my (laughs) life. (laughs) That's why I'm here. But (laughs) Put me in the winner's circle of the Indy 500 and I'll drink anything. Maybe if it was quick, if it was Nestle's quick. And the other thing is, you know, this day and age, what if a hipster driver wins the Indianapolis? Plus five hundred. Will he decline he the cow's milk? Yeah. I'll take oh, the milk. I'll take the almond milk or the cashew milk instead, guys. All there right. we go. See you in an hour. All right. Thank you so much, Bill Livingston. Coming right up. It's Bill Plasky from the LA Times. I'm Andy Furman. We're in for Jason McIntyre, and of course, we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's easy to save fifteen percent or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to Geico.com or call eight hundred nine four seven auto. The only hard part figuring out. Which way is easier now to the Fox Sports Celebrity Hotline from the plane dealer in Cleveland, Bill Livingston with Bill Plasky and Andy Furman. Hello, Livy. How are you? Fine, Andy. How are you? What's Thanks going on, Livy? How you doing? doing it's Bill great. Plasky. How you doing, sir? Oh, we're just looking over the the rubble of the Cleveland sports teams as usual. <laughs> I was I was Livy. I was telling Andy you had you've written more nobly, more negative <laughs> columns than anybody in the history of professional journalism, and I and I admire you because you keep turning it out. How do you keep How do you keep getting up to do How do you, how do you get up in the morning? Well, I, I actually am semi-retired now. Uh, I I, I um, Surged triumphantly over the maximum government benefits uh, threshold of seventy years old, and uh, I write five a month. I was writing five a week the last five a years. month. That's the average for some columnists today. You're not retired. You're just I doing know. the average work. <laughs> My God. <laughs> but any, yeah, yeah, it's uh, you know, it's uh, a grim time. Uh, we knew the Cavs were going to be bad. The Browns, you know. Well, the Indians are going to lose a lot of free agents uh, to free agency, probably. But uh, the Brown, there's always the Browns in their quest to uh, to just discover new frontiers in awfulness. Well, who's the worst of the three teams? Which one is the worst off in perception and everything? Uh, probably the Cavs because the Indians have Francona and uh, as manager, and and they still have you know their pitching staff intact. Uh, uh, and they'll, you know, they'll they'll be a they'll probably win their their cupcake division again. But you know, they they'll uh, they'll be a good team, a winning team. And and the uh, Browns, 
awful as they've been for 20 years, the new Cincinnati Bengals, the new and 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 deproved, if there if that's a word, uh, Cincinnati Bengals. They have Baker Mayfield, and I've been down this road many times. I thought Manziel could play, and I was you know totally wrong. He was nothing but a party boy. But I think Mayfield is going to be a good quarterback. I think they may have finally found their quarterback if they can keep him healthy. And it was obvious from the first time he got on the field when Taylor got hurt. Uh, the poise, the confidence, the arm, uh, just looked like a, re- a leader and a guy, you know, and I saw him throw the plant the flag at the Blocko at Ohio State and all the outrage. Well, you know, they still are kind of kids. And I didn't have it, you know, I didn't go to Ohio State. So, but, you know, I, I didn't think it was. <laughs> I didn't. I went to a better school, Vanderbilt, but it didn't. Uh, you know, it just didn't seem that uh, it was the wisest thing to do for a guy who had a reputation as sort of a Manziel, you know, wild man to do that. But he's been. I think he has the respect of his teammates, and it, it really looks like they finally have settled. Uh, if they can keep him healthy, they've they've solved the biggest problem that's bugged them ever since they came back. Bill so, Livingston, you uh, Jackson got a copy of the home game the other day, got to can, but we understand from some insiders that the general manager, John Dorsey, he wanted him gone before the start of the season. What was the conflict over there? Well, the idiot owner, whom I've called <laughs> Hotspur Haslam for years, decided uh, for a change after firing people left and right and bringing in Mike Lombardi, who had a terrible reputation in town for his first tenure here with Belichick, uh, and Joe Banner, who was despised by the Eagles players, and you know, firing Rob Chudzinski after one season when he won, I think, four or five games and had all sorts of injuries in his skill position players, he decided that now was the time to show continuity and to keep Hugh Jackson. On January 31, there were mocking Happy Hugh Jackson Day celebrations all around the town because he was one in 31. January 31. (laughs) (laughs) There was a mock parade uh, for the 0-16 season. He finished 3-36-1, and and now he he gave an interview to, um, I guess he was on first take, and and Mary Kay Cabot had a a, uh, long interview with him where he said he could have turned around the offense. Now, exactly because Haley was gone, uh, and that was stupid, too, to fire the offensive coordinator with a guy like, like Hassan, but then again, it's the Browns and, and a guy like Mayfield and, you know, at quarterback. But, um, you know, what credibility does a man with a 336 and one record just go away? And I called him, I called, I, I called, I called him boo hoo. Uh, boo hoo. <laughs> and also, also, um, not a clue, should be through. And, um, oh, there was one more. One will do when he was one in 31 and kept his job. It was just, you know, I, I want a job. I want a job with the Browns where you have no accountability for being the most abject, disgraceful failure in the history of the NFL. I want that job. <laughs> Tell us how I'll you really miss feel. every column deadline, and I'll still be rewarded. <laughs> well, all right, but, but all, all that said, you believe the Cavs are a bigger mess, and I agree with you. What, oh, yeah, what are yeah. they going to do? But I mean, we have LeBron out here, and he's he's. it's interesting, Livy. I'm not going to talk to you about him. He's, he's like his own orbit, his own little planet. And he's a great tourist attraction. He's not really done much for the teams. He's not, 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 he's not done much for the team so far. Tourist attraction. Would, would, that's you, great. Would you agree, Libby? I mean, that's kind of what he. That's kind of how he. You know, he hasn't done much for the team. I mean, not not yet so far. Well, you know, he was uh, he was the the whole mainspring that made everything work here. Um, I think he's clearly the best player I ever covered, 
and I think he's going to have all the records if he doesn't get hurt, and he's never been hurt, seriously. Um, he's had a spectacular statistical season last year at at the age of 33. Um, I, I guess he's – is he 34 now? I, yeah, I guess yeah, he's 34. As long as he's been around. I saw him the first time when we were sophomore in high school. <laughs> Uh, the, well, the Canton Bureau guy just kept kept sending me emails. You got to see this kid play. You got to see this kid play. You got to really? see this kid play. Yeah, yeah. But um, so the Cavs are a mess. Why? So what do they do? Oh, now? oh. Well, they're just the the only way Dan Gilbert and I put it all on Dan Gilbert from, from you know he does pay the money for the luxury tax for players, but he doesn't keep executives. He let David Griffin, who was liked and respected by the players and the media and the fans. Walk away after they failed to defend. Well, they failed to defend because, you know, Durant jumped to Golden State and just tipped the scales of everything in the NBA for the foreseeable future. Uh, it was um, it was amazing that they came back from three one down with two of the final three games on the road to beat a Golden State team that won seventy three games without Durant the year before. But uh, then he, he, you know, LeBron wanted to bring. Uh, the littlest eagle maniac, Kyle, Kyrie Irving, to camp and try to work <laughs> things out. And instead, they decided to trade him for, as I wrote, the injured mayor of Munchkinland, Isaiah Thomas. And the vitriol from Livy today. That didn't work out My very God. well. God, this is tremendous. <laughs> There's that. been a lot of grist for the mill here, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Livy, let, let me leave you one, one quick one for about 30 seconds. Could yeah. we see Urban Meyer as the next coach of the Cleveland Browns? I don't think so. I think Urban. I think Urban's shtick is for college boys, where he can intimidate and and uh, you know have uh, impress them with with his tough guy stuff. Uh, I don't know how that would fly in the NFL, but I do know he's well respected by Belichick, and uh, so is Saban. I would say Urban has slipped to number three right now behind Dabo Sweeney, but that's still pretty damn good. And of course, Saban's the you know, the reigning best coach in college football. So Urban's, say, Urban's going to stay there. He's not going to leave there, take another leave. Unless he leaves. Well, it is looking a lot like the Florida situation with the whole, you know. Health thing. The, the health thing and, you know, uh, trouble trouble, trouble with, uh, it wasn't players this time. It was uh, with an assistant coach. And, you know, it's it's pretty clear to me. It's obviously clear to everybody that he lied and that he deleted text messages that were incriminating. And, then, you know, at a, at a school less... Uh, where, where there was a little more accountability, a lot more accountability for a football coach, and that was less committed to winning at almost all costs, he would be gone. Interesting, Livy. As always, a pleasure. Love having you there. Enjoy the semi-retirement. We'll run into you again someday, I'm sure. Hang in there, Livy. Hang in there. Yeah, it's tough getting up and deciding: do I work the crossword puzzle first or walk the dog first? <laughs> <laughs> or or uh, rip the calves first. I did. I'm sure you'll choose rip the I calves. Look, I, 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 my son used to say, Dad, you can roll out of bed and write about LeBron. Well, I can roll out of bed and rip teams here, too. <laughs> <laughs> Bill Livingston. Right. See you, boys. Yeah, Thanks for having me. Thank you. Bill Plasky, Andy Furman, we're in for Jason McIntyre. We're brought to you by Discover Card. We treat you like you treat you. Now, he only stayed for a day. We'll tell you why next. Who's running the show here? Well, that's right around the corner, about 10 minutes before the top of the hour. Bill Plasky from the L.A. Times. He's in with me. I'm Andy Furman. We're both in for Jason McIntyre right here on Fox Sports Saturday. And we're proudly brought to you by GEICO. What does it mean when GEICO says just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance? What it means you probably should have gone to GEICO.com 15 minutes ago. Now, Mr. Plasky, and I call you that with so much respect. I really do. 
This story that came out of Maryland the other day, it has my head spinning like a dreidel. It really does. They fired their football coach, DJ Durkin, uh, the day after the college said he'd be reinstated following that investigation into the death of a player that happened last spring. I got to ask you, your heart of hearts, was it deserving? Was he fired because he, the kid died under his watch? Or was he fired by public pressure? That's why he was fired. No, you got to be kidding me, Andy. You don't really believe... You don't believe that guy should be working, right? Tell me you don't believe D.J. Durkin should be coach University of Maryland after a child died under his watch, a child who he called, he you know, he he, he slandered and called a weakling when the kid was, was suffering from, you know, heat exhaustion and ended up passing out and dying. So so you think this guy should be the coach of Maryland? So you're telling me he got he he's responsible for the kid's death? Is that Absol- what you're saying? Absolutely. What are you talking I, about? He's the coach. I'm just asking. He, I'm just asking. Wait, he went in this kid's living room and recruited him and said, "We'll take care of your kid." He's the coach. Who's responsible for the kid's death? The guy. He's he's in charge. Absolutely. No, he's wait getting, a minute. He's getting paid to make these decisions. He should have been fired immediately. I absolutely and in Maryland should be shame on Maryland border regions for allowing this guy to even come back to coach for a day. Okay, shame but the bottom line them. is this. They did bring him back. Shame on them for sure. They did bring him back, but when the players found out he was coming back and they protested, that's when they got rid of him. It so wasn't basically the, it wasn't the players, it was the community. It was remember, Maryland's a state school. The governor right. got involved. Even the governor said it was shameful. Every public opinion, the border regions, I mean, I I just can't imagine for that one day anybody who'd ever want to send their child to University of Maryland. They had to be people, alumni, students, faculty had to be so ashamed to be part of that university. So they had they had to they had to fire him. They had wasn't public pressure. It was common sense. But I mean as far as the, what actual made the firing the actual refiring happening was be, was because the the you know the government the government got involved and, and, and it should. It's a state school. Uh, come on Andy, I get a feeling Andy, I get the feeling you think he was railroaded. No, I didn't say railroad. No, look, you you sort of you sort of did. Well, he, well, you're hard of hearts. What do you think? What do you think? Look, the point is this: they brought him back, and the school brought him back, and then they fired him without cause, and he's still going to be paid a buy. He was brought back without million. cause. He was brought back without cause. He was brought back by ignoramuses. The president ended up saying, "Okay, if you're going to bring the coach back, I'll quit." So the so right. the president and oh, he did. So so wait, so you don't think a football coach was responsible for his players during practice? Is that what you're I saying? think a football coach should not be responsible if a guy dies under his watch. What oh my he, God! I mean, come on, really? If, I mean, if, come if on, he, and it's happened died, before. If he, if he died, if he died due to complications, due to due to due to something that happened during a practice, during a workout session, that, that is that still that, a coach's fault? Ab- I mean, was, come on, there's fifty some odd players out he there. He scheduled a workout session. Absolutely. If you die, somebody's got to be accountable for this. My I, God. I, I disagree with that. That, and oh my God! What, and if I'm a coach, I'm going to sign a waiver before I start coaching at any institution that I'm not going to be responsible for a kid's death under my watch. And you think anybody kid, would ever hire a coach who would sign a waiver like that? Would give nobody's going to give you a waiver like that. He's well, he's not, responsible. He's responsible for the workout, for the conditioning drills, for the for for working this kid past exhaustion. It's under his watch. Somebody's got to pay and the I price. Want to get a, a child cannot die, a, a child cannot die in vain. That's that's ridiculous. And I'll get a complete rundown from the medical staff. That's what I want as well. Maybe there was something wrong with his ticker before he even became a football well, player. The, the, we don't the, know that. Yes, we do. There was not. He was. He was. He was but, killed. But the medical on, staff he was, was killed as well. He was killed on the practice field. The coach should be fired immediately. I'm stunned he's even brought back, and I'm stunned you even think he should be brought back. I am stunned, I'm stunned you, that he was brought back, and and then he was fired, and I didn't like the uproar after he was brought back. That's oh, I thought I'm the uproar was it's great. Crazy. It's social it's, media, social pressure. Nuts. No, you're you're nuts. Yeah.
It could be 1978 all over again. We'll explain that in just about a minute. But Andy, 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 wait, yes, wait. I see yes. a site that I have, you never see in here in L.A., and it's it's stunning. It's like a rare sighting. I'm shaking to see it. There's Tell a guy funny. in the studio, in the board ops, wearing a Charger, a San Diego Charger jersey. Go Chargers, go. Oh, wait a minute. L.A. Chargers, sorry. Yeah, is <laughs> there's a Charger jersey here. Nobody nobody wears Charger jerseys. Hey, one of 12 here, Bill. One of, one of 12. It's stunning. Uh, that's the NFL's biggest, you know, what a huge living, breathing mistake the NFL made. You know what? And they you you did a tremendous column on that when they came there, and I'm going to get to that in just about a minute because first I want to say hello to your mom who's listening in Louisville on 790 AM. I hope Mary Plasky and my brother Brad is living there now, back, back home, and I hope they are listening. And, uh, they're big uh, Louisville fans as well, and again, we got to swallow hard watching Kentucky play Georgia today, <laughs> right. but there is a soft spot for Kentucky football. There we go. Basically, we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Now, the gentleman from the L.A. Times, my pleasure working with him today. We're filling in for Jason McIntyre. His name is Bill Plasky, a tremendous columnist. You see him on TV. He writes for the L.A. Times. But the column that you mentioned, you mentioned this L.A. Charger, San Diego Charger, whatever it was, the jersey in studio. You called it. You said that L.A. would not be embracing the Chargers when they moved there. You had the crystal ball out, Bill. You were right on target. Tell me why. How do yeah, you know? the minute they announced the move there a couple of year, you know, a year and a half ago, it was like, we don't want them. We don't need them. We've got our football. The Rams came back home. The Rams were born here. The Rams, you know, the Rams were, were here for 45 years before they came back, you know, before they going to St. Louis. They're our home team. Nobody was, the Chargers came up on us like, what? What are you doing? We didn't ask for you. We didn't want you. We don't need you. They were, and furthermore, a lot of people in L.A. have very much of affinity for San Diego. A lot of people are from there or go down there a lot. And we knew that the Chargers were the San Diego's team. We didn't want to take rip the team that was beloved. They were a beloved San Diego team, not just whereas in St. Louis. We never got the feeling St. Louis the last couple of years didn't really embrace the Rams. We had the true feeling that we true we know that San Diego loved their Chargers. We didn't want to take that team from them, and we had no use for them. We just didn't. We didn't know what it was like. Well, what what are, they, what are you doing here? It's like you've got a, a McDonald's in the corner, then you got another McDonald's on the other corner. You know, we 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 didn't want that. So, I wrote. You know, um, we're not we're not going to throw out the welcome wagon because because nobody really here wants you. And I little did I know. I mean, I I, had, I wrote this because I believe it's at the time, of course. But even I had no idea how prescient it would be. I mean, fans here have just never accepted them. It's their second year here, and it's just they play games. It's it's amazing because they play games at the StubHub Center, which is a soccer stadium in Carson, and it's right. beautiful. It's twenty five. It's the best NFL stadium experience in the last fifty years in the NFL. You're on top of the players. It's a it's it's a stadium feels like new. Twenty eight thousand seats. You're right there. It's like watching a high school game, but it's NFL players. It's tremendous experience. But no Chargers, no Charger fans in it. And it's it's three. Well, what doesn't it's, it's help three. the fact that the start of the LA Rams. I don't think helps either. Because well, the Rams well, are even the Rams, even when the Rams were you know last year, they're coming off, coming off a bad year last year. Even that that. No, it just – I don't care about how the Rams were doing. The Chargers just didn't fit here. So the stands – so you go to the games now, Charger games, and it's three-fourths the visiting fans. So the Chargers are like – it's like they play every game on the road. And they're trying and – in, and, in, and in, in fact, the game I covered uh, uh, last year, they are playing the Dolphins, and the Dolphins kicked at a last-minute second field goal, 
and the Chargers couldn't see. The Chargers, who were like in the scrum on the sidelines, couldn't see if it was good, good or not. They had to tell why they roared the crowd. And when the crowd roared, they realized the kick had gone in. They had lost. When they, heard, when they heard their home fans cheering, they knew they'd lost. That's how compelling it is down there. It's just they just don't fit. And now everybody thought, well, they're going to move to the new stadium in 2020 over there in Inglewood where they're going to share it with the Rams. It'll be fine. Well, no, they're having trouble selling tickets now. They're having trouble selling PSLs. They're having trouble, you know, and the NFL, it's just been a debacle. And if San Diego had any kind of stadium at all, they'd move back, I guarantee right. you, but they don't. So they're they're kind of stuck here, and they got to kind of make it work. And they're good. They're five and two. They're a good team this year. They could go. They could go to the Super Bowl. They truly could. They've their their losses have been. They've lost to the Rams, and they've lost to the uh, to the Chiefs. They've lost to the two best teams in football. So uh, they've got a good team, and nobody cares. It's just nobody. La is just too big. And again, it's part of part of it is, you know, we don't we didn't feel like we needed them, and part of it was. We didn't want them because they're San Diego's team. And the San Diego backlash has been tremendous. I mean, the people from San Diego have just been crazy upset and still crazy upset. It's just been a really bad, bad deal all the way around. And, Bill, speaking of not fitting in, i got to ask you about the story that came out about 24 hours ago when Magic Johnson of the L.A. Lakers said to the coach Luke Walton, I mean, you better shape up or maybe ship out. And they're not so, so many turns, but basically it looks that way. Lakers 3-5 and five and What's happening now with this LeBron situation? Is the honeymoon almost over already? Oh yeah, well, the, well, the LeBron's honeymoon's not over. Luke Walton's maybe, and and it's wrong. Luke Walton, he he led the team. They were sixteen and sixteen their last thirty two games last year with this young team. He's a good coach. He can coach these young players. They're getting better. It's going to take time to institute and integrate them with LeBron. It's going to take time to get the new the new system in place. But I don't think he's going to have that time. I think LeBron didn't hire. First off, Magic didn't hire him. Uh, and LeBron right. didn't hire him, and LeBron will take whatever coach he wants. And the oh, the only one in Luke's corner, truly in Luke's corner, is the owner, Jeannie Buss. And I'm going to write a column this weekend, pleading with her to try to hold out and keep them from getting him. But I just don't see the given LeBron's history with coaches, with David look look at him with David Blatt. Uh, yeah. You know, given given how he can get rid of a coach, and LeBron's staying out of this, but you know he's involved in it. Could so Ty Lue be a possibility? Yes, now absolutely, absolutely. Ty Lue's out there. LeBron knows him. He's a former Laker. He's won a championship. But basically what happened, to give him the quick backstory in case a listener doesn't know, Magic called Luke into the office early this week and called him on the carpet and scolded him for their slow start and said they got to get better, said he has to do better with rotations, said he has to do better coaching defense. He pretty much read him the riot act. And this is after about a, a month after Magic had said, we're going to give him time. But we all know that somebody's got to be the fall guy. The, the Lakers aren't going to be that good this year. They're going to be if they're lucky they'll be a five seed. So they're and if they're, they're lucky they'll win a playoff round. That'll be great for the town, but they're not going to be they're not a championship team at all. And then Luke needs time. I don't think they're going to give him that time. Also, Magic, Amazing. there's word that Magic was upset. You know, he's a he's a small small owner of the Dodgers. He's a very small minority owner of the Dodgers, and he's upset the way the Dodgers season ended. And I think he's just kind of fed up with all the losing, and he took it out on Luke. But I I fear it's the wrong decision to make. But I don't see how Luke lasts. At this point, I don't see how he lasts. Well, three and five, they were off yesterday, so we'll see what happens. In the well, they got I back. They got, they got Portland today, and then at home against Toronto tomorrow. I'll be there tomorrow at Staples Center. Toronto's it, tough. It, Toronto's tough. So is Portland. It's games in Portland. It could be a tough back-to-back for them. It could be the beginning of the end for Luke Walton. And it's, and it's a shame, but it, we all saw it coming. All right.
I, I tell you what, it's the beginning of the beginning, though, in college football. For, oh, segue. Segue, Furman. I love that segue. Bluegrass State, the Kentucky Wildcats, of all places in football. I thought it's a basketball school. Both teams, Georgia and Kentucky, 5-1 and one in the SEC East. They meet today, and I did a little research. I don't do much. I did a little bit. Back in 1978, on May 23rd, to be exact, on that date, the NCAA ordered Mississippi State to forfeit all its games from the season of 76 and 77, and as well as all but two games in 77. So what happens? Kentucky went nine and three. They went five and one in the SEC, and they tied with guess who? Georgia. And that was the last time they won the SEC crown. I think you're wrong in the data. So it was seventy six is when that happened. I believe seventy six. Yes, it happened. In but they forfeited the game. I did. I did a little research okay. too, buddy. All and, right. And yeah, right. yeah. It is the first. What is the first? Yeah, it's the first one in forty two years. Forty two years. Forty two years. And they and so seventy six. And, and they're one of four teams that hasn't played for the SEC title since the championship game was added in nineteen ninety two. You know right. the other four. The other four are Ole Miss, A and M, and Vanderbilt. So wow. Kentucky, again, I'm a Louisville guy. Are you a Louisville or, or, or Wildcat? You guy? know, what I'm are a you? Wildcat guy. Oh I'm God, a, yeah, all you yeah, Cincinnati yeah. people. I'm are good like friends that. with Tubby Smith. Was my guy, and I like Calipari. And but you know what? I could turn because Chris Mack is now down in Louisville, and he was my buddy at Xavier in Ohio. So yeah. Chris Mack is my guy. Well, I'm not a Kentucky guy at all. I've said this before earlier on the show, but Kentucky football is kind of different. Kentucky football is kind of an orphan, right? They aren't really like Kentucky. It's not the arrogance of the Kentucky basketball, right? Oh, no. Because they, they, no, no. They, 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 nobody... Kentucky football, for years, you know what the deal was? If you were the athletic director, just don't go on probation and wait for basketball to start. That's what Kentucky football Well, that's their was. problem. They mean, so all these years they haven't cheated? That's their problem. Right. That's their problem. <laughs> right. But, but you know, they've got – they have right now in defensive efficiency in the FBS right now. They rank eighth in efficiency – Tied for first in points per game. Did you know this? Kentucky's got tied for first in the na- in the nation in defense and points per game. They're tenth in yards per game, and they're third in third down and out rate. They've they've got a great defense, and I'm wondering I'm, now what kind of crowd yeah. are they going to draw up there. Oh, they always draw well in that Kroger Field. They'll, they'll have close to seventy thousand people there tonight. Oh wow! I mean, really. Oh, it'd be unbelievable, really. I, I still can't get over the shock that when the, the ratings came out last week, Kentucky was ranked ahead of Ohio State in football. When was the last time that happened? I think Kentucky was ninth and Ohio State was tenth or eleventh. Yeah, Ohio State's one of those Maryland shame shame on you schools. Urban Meyer should have been suspended longer. Uh, that, that was a mess with the whole Zach Smith, you know, alleged assault, domestic assault, and all that. That was a mess. Right, that was right. a, Ohio State's a mess. But no, I think I think I mean even you know I think Kentucky I think they got a shot tonight. And and if they got a shot, that that, that puts them against Alabama because the winner of this game will play for the championship in in December with for the SEC. So. That'll put him against Alabama or LSU, and that, that that could be a nightmare. But just to have them in there, and their running back, have, have we seen this running back they have? This Snelling guy, he's really, yeah, really Snell good. Snell Jr. Snell Jr., Snell Jr. Yeah, yeah, he's really, really good. Yeah, and uh, you know what, for years, Bill, I, I never figured out why Kentucky was not successful in SEC football. And I think one of the ideas that came to mind, which just an offbeat thought, maybe you could agree or disagree, but I thought because Kentucky was the northernmost school in the SEC Kids didn't want to play in that climate. They'd rather stay in Georgia, Louisiana, whatever it may be, Florida, because it's warmer down there where Kentucky is the northernmost school in the SEC. Well, I, I don't know if the weather is that much. I think it's probably the same thing as out here, USC football, Soul Bay, USC basketball is the exact same thing as Kentucky football. Just don't get on probation. Just trying to stay out. I think it's because kids want to go and do something what's cool and be where it's where they're, they're where they're you know, where it's it's where they're they're big men on campus. And you aren't right. that at Kentucky football, right? Nobody cares about you there. So I, right. I, I think it's probably very hard to recruit there football-wise because of that, you know, because you're not the cool kid on, on, the, on the block. And I, 
and and it's interesting. But I love it when these teams kind of turn the turn the, the turn the page. I'd love it if Kentucky football did better than Calipari this year. I would love to, <laughs> love to see that once. I love to you see don't like you, him. You why don't no why don't you no? Like you him? know what I like. Yeah. I mean, he's okay. you know what he's proven to be a really good coach. I he think is a good he's, coach. he's a good coach. I think people thought he was more of a salesman in a you know in a charlatan, but he's a good coach. He's a good coach. And what hey. Patino, I can't. I got no defense for Rick Patino right now, so I can't say yeah, anything we'll get into about him too. As well, yeah, yeah. But you know, it's funny. Like we talk about the Cleveland Browns, how bad they've been for years, and this year Kentucky finally beat Florida. It was something like thirty consecutive straight losses, whatever. Like, and again, I just don't understand how one school or one team could be so bad, or one team could be dominant over some other team for so long. It just—it's it, like going to a casino. If you throw out the red chip or the black chip, eventually the one of them's going to come up. Yeah, but I just think it's also the cultures of the of the, of the programs, and the cultures of the programs are so different. Florida, you know, is football and basketball. Kentucky wasn't. Now Georgia has won each of the past eight meetings with Kentucky, but they needed a last second field goal last year to beat Kentucky twenty seven twenty four by Rodrigo Blankenship. Remember him? Remember that <laughs> yes. kid? The, yes. What What do you remember about him? Tell me, tell me. He's He's a kid with the glasses. The kid, the, kid with the, the yes. kid with the big glasses. The big bicep, the, the, the biceps, whatever it the, was. The bifocals, yeah. The no, he, he wore the biceps Yeah, yeah. Well. So, so he's a kid. So, so they've. this is the third time the schools have met with both ranked in the AP poll, and uh, George Georgia's beaten them both times. And, uh, yeah, so Georgia, it's the same kind of thing. Georgia's own Kentucky. And, I mean, and, and Georgia, but, you know, Georgia, I don't think they're that good this year. I just don't sense that they're as good as they, as they have been in the past. Well, I think the home crowd's going to be a different factor as well, but we'll see what happens. I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to that game as well. He's Bill Plasky, the gentleman from the L.A. Times. I'm Andy Furman. We're in for Jason McIntyre. You could get out and reach to us on Twitter. We'll read your tweets at Bill Plasky, P-L-A-S-C-H-K-E. I think I got it right. You got at it right. Andy, thank you. At Andy Furman, FSR. Or phone lines are open. Operators are standing by. 877-99 on Fox. 877 Are they really standing by? Are they really? Is it yeah, they, they, I don't we have see one it. operator. I don't, one oh, operator okay, standing so by. operator standing by. Operator standing by. 877-996-6369. Bottom of the hour. That'll be 1130 on the East Coast. Robert Klemko from SI.com will join you as well. So we got so much going. Don't go anywhere. But we did hear him say this before. That's next. All of a sudden, he's becoming non-believable. We'll get to that in just about a minute, 21 past the hour. This is Fox Football Saturday. He's Bill Plasky of the LA Times. I'm Andy Furman. And of course... Proudly brought to you by Discover Card. We treat you like you treat you. Now, now, Mr. Plasky, we could roll up our sleeves because I think we both have something in common here with this guy who basically talks and talks and talks and says nothing. We heard it before, talked about the illness, the pressure, the love of the school, the staying put, and most recently, the defense of his assistant coach on the alleged domestic violence reports. We're talking about Urban Meyer at Ohio State, who I think you and I both agree he should have been outski. Outski, he should have been gone. Yes, I'm, I'm stunned. I don't know if he should have been fired, but he should have been suspended for most of the year. He should have been made to think about what, what happened. And I and you got to wonder with Urban Meyer now at Ohio State, you have to wonder if he feels. Apparently, he was very defiant about the whole thing, right? He's very defiant. Yeah. If he feels like Ohio State did him wrong, and he's looking for a reason to to, to get out of there, why else would he come out? Now he came out and said earlier recently he talked about a cyst on his brain. Now, when what exactly he was talking about? He's he, he has headaches. Is this what's what's the issue he's talking about there? 
Well, I know what it is. It's losing to Purdue. That's where I got the <laughs> headache from. 49-22 weeks ago. I mean, after that, anybody would get a headache. I mean, come on. They got drilled by Purdue. It was embarrassing. And I tell you what, you, he mentioned the other day, I said he's, he's not going anywhere. He doesn't plan to go anywhere. If you're not going anywhere, why announce it? Really. I work at Fox Sports Radio. I'm not going anywhere. I don't have to say it to anybody. I'm here. You're at the LA Times. You're not going anywhere. What are you announcing? You know why he announced it? Because he's ticked off at that suspension that they gave him, and I think he is going to go somewhere. Well, here's the issue. Now, you talk about going somewhere. There's been talk about him. A lot of whispers out here in LA. People are unhappy with USC's coach, Clay Hilton. I love Clay Hilton. I'm on the record of saying that. Clay Hilton should stay here. He's won. He has back-to-back 10-win seasons. He's won, won a Pac-12 championship last year. Um, you know, I I think Clay Hilton deserves to stay. Gives more and more chance. USC's been struggling this year, though. People want him gone, and they've said, "Well, why don't you bring in Urban Meyer?" And I'm like, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, no way, no way." But I I just think he's a bit because of the domestic violence taint on on his on his record, not on his record, but on his watch, the domestic violence allegations on his watch that he that he covered up. And overlooked, I think he's a bit of a toxic hire. I mean, I don't think a, a school anyway, a school with any kind of a integrity can hire this guy at this point. And I know he's one of the greatest college football coaches ever and probably one of the top three right now working. But I don't know in this environment you can hire this guy. And, I would say and, this. And, and, su- all right, su- say, say success, success trumps problems in sports. And there's proof positive in that. I'm not saying it's good, bitter, and different, right. but that's basically a fact. Yes, but does it... It's always, does your production outweigh your distraction? And I think yeah. in a place like USC, it's always already had his had some issues with sexual assault and things like that in, in the actual school, the actual university community. I just think that uh, it, it would be a no start, non-starter. And I would, I would rail against it. And I wonder, though, I think he is probably trying to look for an escape hatch. I think he thinks he's lost the confidence of people, which to me, it's, it's stunning he had any confidence in him in the first place. I mean, he was backed by that whole that whole state was. They had protest saying right. They had, they had protest, right. not even mentioning the name of the woman who was allegedly sexually, or, you know, domestic violence victim. They had, but but they all talked about Urban Meyer. It was such a skewered skewered priorities in the state of Ohio. Any and normal was, school except the football factory like Ohio State, he'd be out on the street selling pencils or apples, believe me. But the point is this, that they love their football. It's a football school. It brings in a lot of money. It gets a lot of alums crazy. And, and I think he was ticked off that he even got a four-game suspension. He was upset about that because he didn't think the school backed him. And to me, the one who really should be thrown under the bus and fired is that athletic director. Gene How Smith, he lasted yes. past the Jim Trestle situation is beyond me. Beyond me. And now, do you think people – I think the college community – was happy they got waxed by Purdue. I don't think people want them anywhere near that playoff this year. And I don't think they will. I don't think they host Michigan, but I don't think they beat Michigan this year. I think this is the year Michigan beats them. And I don't think they beat beat Michigan State. They have to play Michigan State. I don't think they beat – now they got Nebraska. How about Scott Frost at Nebraska? How about Scott? How about UCF? You think he's sorry he left? Going back to UCF, oh, it's it's a a product of Scott Frost. They're still unbeaten and he can't win a game. Yeah, that was – who's had a worse start – Scott Frost at Nebraska or Chip Kelly at UCLA? See, now, well, at least he's won. He's won a couple at UCLA. Well, Frost has won two, too. I think Kelly's yeah. been a huge disappointment out here. And people say, yeah. well, the team is young. He has to put his system in place and all this stuff. They've been awful. They've been just dreadful. And in this town, that makes them irrelevant. Nobody pays attention to them now. They're almost like they're almost bad as the Chargers. 
Nobody pays attention to them. So, and to me, if you're a coach, I mean, I remember years, years ago they were recruiting the, the Boise State coach to come to UCLA. Remember? Yeah, Chris uh, Peterson. Peterson. Right. And, and I, I think that sometimes you'd rather be a big fish in a little pond in Boise, Idaho, than get lost in the crowd in L.A. Well, well, maybe that's a good thing. Well, it's maybe a good it's thing. A good thing it's to a get good thing. It's a good – right. That's, I think that's what Chip wanted. He could have gone to Florida and been every move you know, scrutinized. Here, he's bad – and I've written like two columns about him. We've he's been I've been busy with the Dodgers and, and now that now with the Lakers in USC football. People just don't pay attention to Rams. Of course, the Rams are unbeaten. So uh, and and he's in the town in their shadow. People barely notice the stadium, the Rose Bowl, beautiful Rose Bowl, best college football stadium that's used by a college team regularly in in the country. Half full, not even half full wow. for this thing. Wow. And but you're right, nobody notices him. He's so I think he probably likes being under the radar like that. You know, it's funny you mention that because years ago when Paul O'Neill played for the Cincinnati Reds, we oh, became I pretty love, close. I love, I love yeah, he named his son after me, Andrew, you know, because Paul O'Neill and I were good buds. And he got traded to the Yankees, and I talked to him about that. I said, Paul, you're going to the fishbowl in New York. I said, you know what? He comes back to me and says, no, it's not that bad. I said, what do you mean? He says, because in New York you get lost because they got the Knicks, they got the Rangers, they got the Islanders, they got the Devils, they got the Mets. He says, we're like an afterthought. He says, in Cincinnati, it was Cincinnati Reds baseball 365, seven days a week. I couldn't get away from it. In New York, you know, we have our turn, and then it's everybody else's turn. So wait, Paul O'Neill, wait, back, back, back up. Paul O'Neill <laughs> named his son after you? Oh, Andrew. Andrew O'Neill, his young son. All right. he named, I, know, so I know he's named Andrew. Is he named after you? Of course. Ask Paulie about that. He's my man. Uh, I will ask him about that. <laughs> There's I've, a column. I've heard There's a column. Players have called me na- many names, but nobody's used my name for the, with, their, with their children. So that's, that's never quite worked out that way. But, oh, but I was shocked when he said that because I thought going to New York, you'd be in the fishbowl. He says, no, you really do get lost with all the teams. No, there, so I could Chip, see Chip Kelly's lost. He's, he's lost here. So he's probably enjoying it. But UCLA is not getting their money's worth. They're paying over $25 million. It's the most they've ever paid a head coach for anything. He's making more than Alfred, more than a basketball coach. And, uh, and, and he's, just, he's just, the team is, the worst thing you can be in L.A. is irrelevant. That's worse than being bad right. is irrelevant. And they're, USC, UCLA football right now is irrelevant. Scott You're Frost. more relevant than UCLA football. You are, Bill Plaska. You well, are. I hope so. Goodness gracious. You are. Of course, I've been, I've been on the front page for 31 years. UCLA football, not on the front page so much. <laughs> you know, you talk. You just mentioned something that just rang a bell. The salaries of college football coaches. Think about how much they make per game as opposed to managers in Major League Baseball, and they're managing 162 games. I'm surprised they don't go out and strike and protest. I mean, football coaches, what, 10, 11, 12 games at most? Maybe. And how much they're making? Yeah. And a baseball manager, maybe two million a year, sometimes well, three? Well, because we know this now, even more baseball managers are getting paid less and less because baseball managers are considered – you know, interchangeable parts. They're just mouthpieces for these young front offices, these these analytic front offices now. In football, I can see I can see why they make so much money because the whole pro the whole university's reputation is based a lot of times people know of the university through the football team. Yeah, so they're this, the face so, of the university. So yeah, so this guy well you, in fact a great example of this is Pete Carroll was worth his weight in gold to USC, not just for the football wins and championships and all that. I remember one time they introduced, they spent at halftime of a game, they introduced all the national merit scholars that had been entering the school as freshmen that year. There was like a thousand of them or something. And they came from all over the country, and none of them were part of the football team. They came to school, though, these these young scientists and these young musicians and these young philosophers. They come to USC because the football team's cool, and it's cool to go there. So, you know, so that's how football draws in the entire university. That's how that works. That's why they're paid so much. 
Sounds great. Bill Plasky, Andy Furman together in for Jason McIntyre. Fox Sports Saturday on Fox Sports Radio. And by the way, who's the new coach of the Cleveland Browns? Well, our guest tells you next, but first to the big eye, Isaac Lonecron for the latest. Andy and Bill, today's college football action kicks off at the top of the hour with a pair of top 10 teams in action. Number two, Clemson hosting Louisville. 10th ranked Ohio State hosting Nebraska. You said it right. You said it right, Isaac. Louisville. You know how I found that out? For years, like everyone else, I'd been calling them Louisville, and I'm like, who in the world would know? So a few years ago when they were making an NCAA tournament run, I tweeted at the mayor of Louisville, never thinking in a million— The mayor's a former high school classmate of mine, Scott Fisher. No kidding! Yes, yes! Well, Scott Fisher's awesome because he tweeted back the correct pronunciation, and it's been Louisville ever since. We're We're named after King Lua. That's really, King Lua, yes, sir. <laughs> Small world. You and that—that—that's some high school class for you to go on to be the the lead columnist of the LA Times and for him well, to go on. Man, uh, yeah, good. I think he's probably a little bit more higher regarded that town than I am. <laughs> but in LA, it's a different story. In the NBA Friday night, the Golden State Warriors improved to nine and one with a seventeen point win over the T Wolves. Rockets broke a four game losing streak with a victory at Brooklyn. Raptors improved to eight and one with a win at Phoenix. Toronto off to its best start in franchise history. Thunder won at Washington, one thirty-four to one eleven. The Wizards are one and seven. They're allowing a hundred and twenty-four points a game. And on that note, David Aldridge of the Athletic just reported a short time ago that despite all that, the Wizards are not contemplating any coaching changes. Oh, I don't believe that. Uh, Scotty Brooks. <laughs> that means about they it. are. Yeah, that, yeah. Means, that means they are. This report presented by Geico. Great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to Geico.com. But in fifteen minutes, you could save fifteen percent or more more on car insurance. And finally, in the wake of yesterday's report of Magic Johnson admonishing Luke Walton, Lakers owner Jeannie Buss has just tweeted, but alas, not Lakers related. It was to express excitement (laughs) about... Jerry Seinfeld's stand-up performance tonight uh, at the Pantages Theater. I was on the edge of my chair, Isaac. Why did you do that? What a tease. Oh, I know. Whenever, I saw the tweet, and I thought, oh, my gosh, she's going to say something, and I'm like, oh, she's talking right, about I, Seinfeld. Isaac, you're as close to it as anybody. You think Luke should stay or go? He absolutely should stay, whether yeah, he will stay or I not. I agree with you. Who are they going to bring in? Rick Patino, David Blatt? No, Tyler Ty Lou. Phil, don't ah. mention that's a, you know Isaac's an all time LA guy to mention Phil Jackson. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, when, when when Magic called him uh Luke Westhead during the meeting, that was the first uh, sign that something was wrong, right? Wow. Anyway, that's great. Good job, Isaac. Thank you. See you in an hour, Isaac. We're Robert Klemko coming right up. He's with SI.com. And we got Pletsky and Furman in for Jason McIntyre right here on Fox Sports Saturday. And, of course, we're brought to you by Discover Card. We treat you like you treat you. And we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Now, to the Fox Sports Celebrity Hotline, Robert Klemko from SI.com with Bill Plasky and Andy Furman. Hello, Bob. How are you? I'm doing well. I don't know about celebrity, but thanks for having me. Oh, you're a huge celebrity. I read you all the time. read everything you write, man. You're tremendous. You're the man. (laughs) Thank you, guys. We've got uh, two offensive-minded coaches packed their bags in Cleveland. You, Jackson, and Todd Haley, gone. How is that going to affect the growth of quarterback Baker Mayfield? Yeah, you know, I think it has to stun it. But, you know, when John Dorsey and Jimmy Haslam told the team that this was happening uh, the morning that Hugh and, and Todd were both fired, they said, you know, that this is about um, the, the best direction of our offense. And I think that they felt like 
Todd Haley had things going in a pretty good direction, but that he was so obstinate in the face of authority that they couldn't justify firing Hugh and putting all the blame on Hugh. So they had to get rid of Todd as well to balance it out and to acknowledge that there was culpability on both sides. And now they just have to look forward to 2019 um, for whatever offensive-minded head coach or stud offensive coordinator they bring in to work with Baker to start over. Do you think, Robert, I want to change the subject because really all I care about is the Rams. Do the Rams, are, are, are they, I mean, I've, you know, I've, I've covered them and seen them, and I, I think they're the best team in the NFL by far, and I think they should be Super Bowl favorites. I mean, what can, der, what can derail them? What do you say, because you've been doing this a long time, and you, what, what can derail them? What should fans be worried about with them? Uh, injuries is, is the only thing. Really? I mean, I think as long as you have a comfortable lead, you don't want Todd Gurley out there, uh, and you just have to pray that offensive line stays intact. You know, they're a little soft at tight end, a little soft at, at, at inside linebacker, but the rest of the positions around those guys kind of pick that team up uh, and pick those other players up. But it, the model that Les Need has created, where you trade away half your future assets or more uh, in order to stockpile talent for one run at the Super Bowl, if it's successful, it could be something that NFL contenders follow for years to come. Uh, it's pretty incredible what he's done and, and what he's assimilated there. Uh, and are accumulated, and the only thing I think that can derail it is, is guys getting hurt. And so this really is uh, people in LA, because again, the NFL is still fairly new back here. They're trying to trying to explain to them this is a one year shot, right? They're, this is right, not going right. to right. They're going to lose these guys next year, right? A lot of these guys are going to be gone. They're not going to be this. It's going to this is all in one one shot at it. Well, you know, it's it, it, you can interpret it that way, and and I think that they will probably have a marginally weaker roster next year but you also have another year of development for Jared Goff. So the hope is that as you mature as a roster, the quarterback, and especially once you start to pay him, the quarterback compensates for any other deficiencies that you have around the roster. So you could see it being a long-term thing, um, but I think this year is their big shot. He's Robert Klenkel of SA.com, joining Bill Plasky of the LA Times. I'm Andy Furman, and Bob, Ryan Fitzpatrick, is under center for Tampa Bay this week against Carolina. Are we ever going to see Jameis Winston play quarterback for Tampa Bay again? You know, it's interesting. The the Washington Redskins were actually in the same position the year that they benched Robert Griffin for Kirk Cousins because they had picked up his fifth-year option on his contract, the same as Tampa picked up Jameis Winston's fifth-year option this spring. So if he were to get hurt, you know, tear an ACL, require rotator cuff surgery, anything like that, they would be on the hook in 2019 for all of that money. So uh, I don't think we'll see him again. I think they lost confidence in him locker room-wise uh, with the, the three-game suspension for the, the, uh, the um, uh, inappropriate contact with the Uber driver. And I think that um, they've decided now that they're not going to commit to him for 2019, so better to just keep him off the field so he doesn't get hurt. All right, well, I've got to take it back to L.A., and I've been saying this, and it'd be great to hear you say it or see what you think about it. How much does the NFL regret letting the Chargers move to L.A.? <laughs> Have you been to a game at, at uh, the Stubhub Center? Yes, many, many, many times, yes. God, it is, uh, it's kind of a sad sight. It looks like a D2 college game. And, and when the place is packed, it's packed with the other team's fans. Um, but the, the, the problem with criticizing that move is San Diego was much the same way. You know, I remember covering uh, Jets games and, and Dolphins games in San Diego, and that was the game that 
opposing fans flew across the country to see. I mean, if you had expendable income, you were going to see your team play the Chargers. They didn't really have a home field advantage there either. Um, so they're kind of a they're kind of a nomad team without without a real strong fan base. So you know, I think that the the league is probably still holding out hope that the experiment uh, will work out there. I, I I have to wonder what it would have looked like if the Raiders had been allowed to move oh, there. Oh uh, yes, oh yeah. It, Instead of the Chargers, because I think that fan base is so strong and so cow. Well, that's what everybody says. Who's who? Who runs L.A. And the, you know, the Chargers and Rams were like, "Who owns L.A.?" Well, the Raiders own L.A. And, they, <laughs> right. and the, the Raiders, even as bad as they are, they still do over the over the Rams. They still have L.A. Yeah, I, I I don't think that there is a team in the NFL with a larger fan base among me- the Mexican population. Uh, and, and when you go to Raiders games in Oakland, you see that. I mean, that is the most diverse fan group in the NFL. Yeah, well, that's what the Rams are trying. You, you go, you know, because because we're largely Latino here, and that's that's the demographic. Dodger Stadium is largely Latino. You know, that's 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 who we are. And the Raiders tapped into that. And the Rams are trying to tap into that to to, to tap into the, the you know because this is not Hollywood. This is not Hollywood. LA is ninety percent regular you know regular folks like, like you know like me and you. So yeah, it's. It's fascinating what's happened there, and the Raiders are still LA's team. All right, so how about Gruden? Is can we say Gruden's been a complete bust so far, or are you th- or are you thinking, well, he's really smart because he has all these draft picks, and he's going to be a lot better in, in the coming years? Yeah, you know the thing about having all these draft picks is, is Gruden's history with high picks isn't that strong. <laughs> That's right in Tampa, <laughs> and, right. And, and you have to draft a franchise quarterback, a, a, a once in a generation type of talent to justify getting rid of Khalil Mack. Even if he goes out and gets uh, the younger Bosa and that kid is a stud, it's not worth trading away the best defensive player that's ever been in Oakland. I, I, I don't understand um, the, the tactic. It's the complete opposite, obviously, of what the, the L.A. Rams are doing. Um, I, I guess I'm, I can only guess that he saw in Derek Carr a player that was vastly overrated and a guy that they didn't feel could be the quarterback of the future. And they were going to try to squeeze every uh, penny out of that roster and try to get future, you know, future assets. Um, but in the meantime, you've lost the team because you watch that game against the, against the San Francisco 49ers and you talk to players in San Francisco and they honestly feel that the Raiders gave up on that game. And how do you how do you coach a football team for for two more months um, of veteran guys? who know that they're not going to be a part of the next iteration of the Raiders. The product on the field is going to be depressing. Robert Klinko of SA.com, got to ask you this one. How surprised are you, not only with the rebirth of the Redskins, but running back Adrian Peterson? Yeah, <laughs> that guy is incredible. I mean, if there's, if there's a, a more freakish athlete in the NFL who was built to play this game, I, I don't know of one. Um, I, he, he continues to defy the odds. You could have seen a future for him in Minnesota, but I think that there was too much conflict that, that one year with Teddy Bridgewater out of the shotgun and Adrian Peterson being more of a traditional um, you know, running back who requires a, a lead blocker and a fullback who's not great out of a shotgun. But golly, I, I, I know that they're watching these games and wishing that they'd figure something out with Adrian Peterson. Here we go. Robert Klimko, SI.com. Thank you so very much for joining us today. Have a wonderful day, and enjoy the games tomorrow. Great work, Robert. Yeah, thanks, thanks, man. Thanks, thanks for having you me. You the man. Okay, Bill Plasky, He's Andy great. Furman in for Jason McIntyre right here at Fox Sports Saturday on Fox Sports Radio. Didn't you think he was finished? Well, he doesn't. That's next. 
He's making a lot of noise for a person who was done. That's coming right up. It's about 11 minutes before the top of the hour. Bill Plasky, the gentleman from the LA Times. I'm Andy Furman. We're both in for Jason McIntyre on Fox Sports Saturday. And, of course, brought to you proudly by Lowe's. Pros in the nose. Start with Lowe's and save 5% on eligible purchases. Every day made with a Lowe's business credit account. That's 5% savings in-store and online. Subject to credit approval. Cannot be combined with other credit offers. Exclusions apply. See store for details. U.S. only. Andy, Andy, so yes. college football is going to start in a few minutes here. Yes. There's nine games with playoff implications today. Now, this, this is yes. being called Statement Saturday. All right, so yes. can I go through this game through you really quick and and, 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 and get your picks? All right, we, we, we discussed this already at some point. All right, Alabama at LSU, who you got? You know, my heart wants LSU, but I think Alabama rolls in this one, but I want LSU badly. and that's <laughs> I, I just think Alabama is just too strong. Yeah. I, really don't, I, don't, I don't think LSU has the offense to combat it. I want LSU bad. I want LSU badly too. I think our hearts are together on this one. I think LSU is going to win though, because I think in this case, this is a. And we call, talk about Coach O. You talk about heart. That that's what he gives to the team. Right. They got the great defense. Alabama has seen defense like this. LSU wins this game in a huge upset. All right, Penn State at Michigan. Do you well, like Harbaugh or not? I, I like Harbaugh a lot. I don't like, I like him. At, I don't like him at all. You don't like him at all. <laughs> no, I think he's. I, I, I think, think Michigan's too strong. I think, I think he's full of himself. Uh, Penn State's trending down. Penn State's not doing well. Uh, How about that call? How about that Penn State call against Ohio State? That fourth down call where that quarterback just dropped to his knees. That was terrible. It was a very bad call. But uh, the Nittany Lions of Penn State. Uh, Trace McSorley, I like him, but I just don't think they got enough firepower to beat Michigan today. And the game is at Michigan. Yeah, you know what? I don't like Michigan. I don't like Harbaugh. I don't think he's done much for them, but you know what? They're going to be – I agree with you. I think Penn State's down. I don't think they are what they were. All right, I'll give you Michigan. All right, here's what we were talking about earlier. Georgia at Kentucky. Who do you got? Well, again – Come on. See, Come I'd on, Andy. See, I'd love to see Kentucky win this game. I just don't think they can. And one of the reasons being, I, I don't see the team – you talk about culture all the time. I don't think they know what it is to win big games. Yeah, they beat Florida, but Florida's not that good. But if they could pull off this upset, boy, it'll have an effect in that lead in the East because they've already beaten Florida. But I think Georgia wins this game. You make a great, you make a great point, Andy, and it's 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 an intangible. We see this with UCLA football out here; they just don't seem to know how to win a big game. And I'm with you. I would love to see Kentucky as much as I hate Kentucky. I like Kentucky football to see them win. I don't think they, I don't think they know how to win. I've right. never. I mean, have you ever seen? Well, they're not used in, to it. I mean, in your lifetime, can you remember a seminal moment where Kentucky football has won a big game? I can't remember no. one. I think no. you're. I think you're right. I think it's cultural. It's weird. It's right. It's like an intangible, but it's true. It's like they just don't know. I know it's different kids and all this for the last forty years, but it's like they don't know how to win a big game. Yeah, I agree with you. All right, Oklahoma at Texas Tech. This I just think Oklahoma's got too much firepower. I mean, I just love the Big Twelve because you need like an eating oh, machine to watch the games. I mean, it's, there's it's no gonna, defense. It's going to be sixty to seven, sixty-five to sixty. Yeah, and Oklahoma needs to win number one, and they need to win big to show the committee that they belong not on the outside looking in in the top four. Yeah, you're right. And the last time, this is the first time in eleven years that a top ten Oklahoma team has come to Lubbock, and Texas Tech won that last game. But I'm going with OU. I don't think Tech is that good this year, and I think OU again they they they're playing for a lot more. All right, here's an interesting one. West Virginia at Texas. 
Well, I like the Mountaineers. I really do. And I think the Mountaineers will win. I love their quarterback. I think he's done a great job. Will Greer is a, is a heck of a look. He had a pretty good game against Baylor following that rough game out at Iowa State. But I think this guy's going to get in some Heisman votes as well. So I think West Virginia's just too strong. I really do. I have Texas seen. Right I, now, have, I, I have seen. Yeah. All right, so you're taking West Virginia. I'm going to take Texas. I've seen them as the only one of us who's seen them in person this year. Saw them play USC. They, they dominated USC. It's a great environment down there. And I just don't see West Virginia winning. West Virginia had a bad loss to Iowa State. I'm going with Texas. All right, we got we got the well, one more game that's interesting. North Notre Dame at Northwestern. Nah, Notre Dame kills it. Northwestern's going to be a tough out because really? they're playing at home at Evanston. But, really? Yeah, how, it's going to be close, but they're going to make some stupid mistake at the end. And Notre Dame's going to win that game. Yeah, I think Notre Dame wins easily. And then the last one, and I got I got to say this: Washington State. Turns out it has a 1.4% chance to make the playoffs. That's it. That's all they got. They got Cal at Washington State. Washington State wins big. Go Pac-12. There you go. You're a big <laughs> Why would you be such a Pac-12 guy? I don't get it. I am a Pac-12 because I've been here for 30 years. Got to be a Pac-12 guy. I got, we got two Pac-12 schools in my town. I hear you. I hear you. But you know what? They don't do anything and no one knows about them. That's the problem. Well, they should be independent. That's what they should be. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, That's it. It's, You're it's right. Hard to follow You're that right. They, really they should is. be independent. That's right. It's the halfway point that's coming right up. But right now, it's time for Fox Football Saturday. He's Bill Plasky, the gentleman of the L.A. Times. I'm Andy Furman, and we're in for Jason McIntyre. And, of course, we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Mr. Bill Plasky, how are you? Hour number three, the power hour, the hour of power. We are rolling right now. And I tell you what, it's just, it's a thrill for me to touch greatness because I love newspapers. I love newspaper columnists. I grew up in New York City as a kid reading the Herald Tribune with the late Red Smith, Dave Anderson. I used to read read them all. And you're right up there on the Mount Rushmore of the columnists. Oh, I appreciate that, Andy. And I I do, I do, uh, don't think, I, I don't forget the times you have sent me letters and cut out clippings and send columns. I appreciate that. It's amazing. It's it's really heartening to me. And it's not. I don't think it's do with anything to do with me uh, specifically. But as all the voices, there have been so many voices added to the sports landscape through all the blogs and all the you know the podcast and all the TV and, and radio. Uh, we're still the news. The LA Times here in LA, for example, we're still the credible source of information. I mean, people. We've our voices become even louder now. Even amidst all the clamor, we've stood out even more because we're the ones that's been here for 135 years. We're the ones that the teams really respect and the teams, you know, uh, you know, listen to and appreciate, and the fans appreciate. So it's really, it's really been heartening. Is that in an era, in a time when people, when newspapers are thought to be dying, I think, right. I think that our voices are even more credible and important than ever, and and we are more listened to. We have more. I mean, we have, we carry more weight than ever because. We are the ones that people can count on that have been here day in and day out. This is what I tell some of the athletes who I get in fights with. I mean, I, I, is that you know I was here before you got here, and you know our our newspapers here, and our newspaper will be here out long after you're gone. You know, and and I think that matters. I think in today's transient society, I think that matters. So I'm not bragging on myself, but just bragging on newspapers in general. The ones in town, you know, the the one newspapers in the, the, the every town's got a newspaper, and that and it's of course it's no longer just a newspaper; it's now a media organization. You know, because we have as many online subscribers as we do uh, print subscribers, but I think those we are still the voices of our cities, and I think that's really that's may really, that's I really ask important. you, may I ask you, Bill Plasky, the top three fights 
in the life and times of Bill Plasky of the LA Times? The top three fights that yes. I've got, as opposed to the columns you've wrote, you've written that got you into confrontations. Oh, okay. Well, I guess I guess the number one one is when Raul Mondesi of the Dodgers put his fist into my chest in front of the locker room, in front of the whole clubhouse, and said, "If you come back in here again, I will kill you." That was one. You know. The now wait a minute. How scared were you, honestly? Well, at the time, everybody thinks, "Well, let him hit you; you can sue him." But no, you don't. I was very scared. I, I caught my breath. I mean, I, I backed up, and the PR guy had to come in and intervene and talk to the players and tell them to back off. The second one, my second one was so we have these like celebrity quote unquote auctions where you can auction me off and spend an afternoon with me for charity, right? right. So these two older women spent five thousand dollars to spend a day with me at Dodger Stadium. So we get there early, and I take her, take him, take him to the press box, take him to the press dining room, go down on the field, go to the dugout, and these two elderly elderly women were standing behind the batting cage, and they're Dodger fans, and they're taking all this in. Uh, the Dodgers having batting practice. Well, I had written a story about one of the Dodgers, uh, 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 Belisario, and he, Ronald Belisario, and he was out in the outfield at the time. Mm-hmm. And he sees me, and I'd written a, a critical story, critical of him. He comes running in from the outfield <laughs> and starts screaming at me with these two ladies standing right behind me, screaming at me, screaming, screaming, screaming. And the ladies, and, and, and I'm screaming back at him. We start to go chest to chest. They pull us apart. And the PR guy looks at the ladies and says, well, you, you didn't know you bought the bonus pack, did you? This is a bonus. <laughs> these two ladies were scared to death. So I'm like I'm like I haven't done any of those auctions uh, since since then. I've not done any of those auctions since then. And you, I ha- you, you're such a mild mannered man. You're a gentleman. I call you the gentleman from the LA Times. Not like our, our guest earlier today, Bill Livingston, who I love dearly, but he's like he's got the acid. He's got the the the, the visceral. He's 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 got all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, I know. But I know coming out of him. I know, and I try to if if I if I cut players, I try to do it with a. You know, with a uh, with a very scalpel, with a blunt. They instrument. don't even know they're bleeding when right. you cut them. Yeah, down. but when you're the only voice, when you're the voice in town, you know, any negative thing you say gets blown up, and it just it just does. And I and I've been tough. And the Dodgers, for example, the Dodgers are pretty mad at me right now. The whole team really? because they have six straight consecutive division tight championships, two straight World Series appearances, and they haven't haven't won it all. They've been thirty years since they won a championship, and I've been tough on them for those six years. You know these seasons. Have, these seasons have ended in failure. In LA, you got to win and entertain. And championships, we don't put any banners up here for division titles or you know pennants. We it's all about champions. It's all about world cha- world championships. So, so what about the fan base? Let's talk about the fan base for a second. I mean, wh- has the air come out of the balloon like with the Lakers right now with LeBron with the Dodgers right now? I mean, has it really just no, the fans no, just walk away? No, the fan for one thing, LeBron thing is huge. It's it's enormous, and he's fun. They're fun to watch, and that's the thing in this town. You have to win and entertain, and if you can't win, at least entertain while you're while you're rebuilding. The Lakers are finally fun again, so that fan base is huge. Dodger fan base they set a record this year for attendance, and that's and this is the biggest stadium in baseball. They they lead the league in attendance every year. They set a club record for attendance this year. The fans are as into them as ever, but they're as disappointed as ever. They were really, really they were never in that World Series. They were never in it. They were. They weren't even the second best team in baseball. They were probably the fourth or fifth best team in baseball. The Astros would have beaten them. The Yankees would have beaten them. The right. Indians would have beaten them. So they bear, they they're lucky to win one game in that series. It was that eighteen inning game, which, by the way, can I can I can I give a shout out to the hero, 
Longest game in World Series history, seven hours, 20 minutes, game three of the World Series. As right. everyone knows, uh, a shout-out to the hero of that game, Ted Barrett, home plate umpire, stood on his feet for seven and a half hours, one bathroom break. One bathroom. <laughs> I went to the bathroom ten times during that game. So, one bathroom break. Uh, i got to give a shout-out to in that game. I think Larry King is still sitting behind home plate. Somebody is, st- he st- some- is he still there? Somebody posted a photo of Larry King 30 years ago and said, Larry King at the start of the game. <laughs> and you know what? Because I watch those games on TV, and he's always seated like to the left of home plate. Yes, he and Mary Hart are always down there. Yes, they are. Yes, they amazing. Are. But anyway, yeah, though. But the Dodger fans are—they're really frustrated. They're really, but but they're very loyal. It's a very much of an LA crowd. I was telling telling Robert Klimko of SI, it's a very much of an LA crowd, and they're very—it passed down from generation to generation. So they're going to keep coming out, but they're very frustrated and very. Very you know, very disappointed, very snake bitten, and they want they want changes. They want the the analytics front office, base front office they have here, one of the leading analytics front offices in base in all of baseball with Andrew Friedman and Farhan Zaidi. They want them to to tweak it. They need it to be tweaked so they can figure out a way to win a World Series because it's not. Getting but they must out. be happy with the uh, the signing of Clayton Kershaw. I mean, I was surprised that he even was dangling that on the hook. Oh, it's funny. You know what? They're they're the Kershaw signing. A lot, a lot of old timers love it. A lot of young fans are like, "Wait a minute, he's he's been terrible in the postseason, Boy, and he, he and he sure has, has he has been." My yeah. point is though, what he's done in regular season is overshadowed. He's been the best pitcher on the planet for ten years. You got to keep that guy, and you just hope right. That but the I don't like when they compare it to my guy Sandy Koufax, who by the way went to my high school. Okay, did he really? Was, yeah, Lafayette High School in Brooklyn. Well, that was my high well, school. I'll tell you how tough that school was, Bill. When uh, I think it was the '63 World Series, he donated his glove to the high school, and a couple of days later, someone broke into the trophy case and stole the glove. But that's another story for another day. Well, but no, that's, that's interesting. Went. Well, nobody, you know, you'll be comforted knowing nobody really compares him to Koufax anymore because good because of the championship. Sandy got it done. Clayton's going to have to win a World Series and be on the mound for him to be compared to Sandy anymore. So that, that I couldn't agree more. But, but he deserves, you know, the, the end of the year to his contract. He'll be here three more years, and I think that's fine. I think that, that's all good. Right. And by the way, let's not forget, you got to say hello to mom. I almost forgot because mom's listening in Louisville today with the rest of the well, family. You're a they, Louisville, well, Louisville guy. They, Isaac uh, Lowenkron got it right. Louisville. I'm a huge Louisville guy. Apparently, there's local programming on that station in Louisville. From what I, from what, what they just texted me, they could not get to show. 790 AM. Yeah, apparently it's University of Louisville football. Louisville football is playing this morning. Anyway, oh, yeah, so anyway, it is supplanted, supplanted this great show. But I say, I, but I, I talk to my mom every day. The Breeders' Cup is back there. That's she great. loves we talk derby stuff. We bring her out here and go take her to Santa Anita. Yeah, it's a it's a derby pie. We eat derby pie and we eat corn pudding and hot browns. And yeah, we're very. It's a very much of a born and I, I lived eighteen years in the same house in Louisville, same wow. be, in the same bedroom in Louisville, Kentucky. So that's, I, that's my home. Great town, it really is. Now you, you know you're crying uh, in your beer about the fans and the Dodgers, things like that. You know, let's move to the other coast. It's just as bad in New York with the football giants because I think things are getting worse. I think it's time to cut bait with Eli Manning. The Giants lost 2013 to Washington. Eli was sacked seven times. Eli threw two interceptions. He completed only two passes longer than 25 yards. Yet they continue to go with Eli Manning, and it's terrible in New York what's going on with the Giants. More so than the Dodgers. The Dodgers at least go to the playoffs. The Giants. It's terrible. Yeah, they are. Although the Giants have won World uh, Titles a lot sooner than the Dodgers have, but yes, the uh, I, th- I think the Eli Manning thing. I mean, if they had to do it all over again, do you think they would have drafted Sam Darnold instead of Saquon Barkley? 
You know you got to win with a quarterback. You said it earlier today. I mean, you're nothing without a quarterback in the National Football League. And he's done. And he is done. You saw him the other night that 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 night game where he he blew it. He on that fourth down there, they tried two quarterback sneaks, whatever that was. He is he is done. They've they've got to tank at this point. And 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 how do you think they regret giving Beckham that money? You have to. There's nobody throwing the ball. Right. I mean, what are, what are they going to do about a what are they going to do about a quarterback? What are they, they going to do? And the backup quarterback got arrested the other day for a traffic violation. I mean, really, it's amazing what's going on. I, again, it's a disservice to the fans in New York that continue to support that team. And there's a waiting list for tickets, and I just don't get it. I really don't. And the Jets right now are what the Giants used to be. So the Giants are like the, for the fans that don't know. The Giants are like the Yankees, and the Jets are like the Mets. Correct. That's how that works. Right. Yeah, and the, and the, at least the Jets are fun. Darnold's going to make them a little bit fun. Darnold makes them fun. Um, the Giants are just a train wreck, and the coach that's not working out either. Sherman's not working out there either. No. So you wonder, you no. wonder, and, and they do have one of the longest, oldest fan bases in the country. You wonder now, can they tank it? Can they, what's their record now? Can can they tank it enough to get to get a draft to get another quarterback in the draft this year? I mean, that's well. They, I think the quarterbacks right now are not anywhere near the quarterbacks that no, came out last year. No, that's they for sure. It. They, no, they'll have they to trade. It. I would think. I don't know what they're going to do. I yeah, really I mean, don't. yeah. I mean, Bark- Barkley is Barkley is fun to watch, but every time I watch him, I think they could have had Sam Darnold. You know, they could have held right. it. You know, and that, and are you surprised at Baker Mayfield? I really am. You know, I, I think the, the I question too. was I gotta, going I gotta, into I was his size. You know, I, I got to uh, be honest with you. I'm I'm really surprised at him too. And, and Cleveland had what the first two picks or the first two out of the first three or something like that. And I, and I went on record. I said, you know what? As important as a quarterback is, and they were discussing, is it going to be Baker Mayfield or Sam Donald? I say draft them both. I said they should have drafted both. I mean, you could trade one away. That's how important a quarterback is. And believe me, as much football as I know, you could put in a thimble and add 10 pounds, 10, 10 gallons of water. But it's common sense that you're nothing without a quarterback in the National Football League. Yeah, you're you're not, and I was, but I just thought Mayfield. I thought he was, that was the thing. I just didn't, I didn't take that, take the leadership thing. I didn't take the his fight. I didn't take any any consideration, you know. And I'm looking here at the draft next this year. I don't mm-hmm. see a quarterback. The top quarterback is probably the, the, Ryan Finley of the NC State. He's a top ranked quarterback right now. Josh, maybe Greer, Will Greer from West Virginia. Yeah, Will Greer, but and, and he's not even in the top top ten of of uh, it's amazing of, of picks. So yeah, so they. They really did blow it. So, what do they? How about they? How about they trade for Jameis Winston? No, I guess no. That's not. <laughs> no, gonna, I don't that's, think that's, so. that's not going to happen. But you yeah. know, it's funny because they had Geno Smith on their roster, didn't they? I mean, he would have been playing now if they still had him. <laughs> yeah. Well, is there I any? Mean, I wasn't a big fan of Geno Smith. Right. But it's, how, it's about, right. how about Colin Kaepernick? What happened to him? Are you? You're probably sick of talking about him, so I want to bring him. You up. know what, though? I, I think he deserves a shot, but he's just too toxic. Too toxic. Well, that's I mean, what I, I was saying. I, I was saying this earlier. A GM told me this that I just think everybody says he's being held back because of the social uh, in, in injustice issues. I think it's as much as that. Is he is his production? They always say. I said earlier in the show. Do, do you, does your production equal your distraction? And I don't think they think it equals his distraction. I think that that's what that, that, that's what they're thinking. Right, and I'll agree there because he didn't have that much success. However, when I look at a guy like that guy Peterman, that oh was my God, Buffalo, that's the thing. If Peterman I mean, can play. On. Why cannot? I mean, Cameron you could play, play better than Peterman. I put you in, Bill, before Peterman. Yeah, the Nathan Peterman project's not working out so well. It's amazing. I thought he was on Seinfeld. That guy Peterman. I never knew he played in the NFL. <laughs> really, he was. Who he knows? is on Seinfeld. Oh, is that it? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, but 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 the Giants. Yeah. So, so the Giants. Yeah. There is no there is no quarterbacks on the on the on the horizon at all in this next draft. 
No so, doubt about so that. He's I, my guy, my new friend. I love you, Bill Plaschke. I love it. This is great. We could go on forever. Get him on Twitter at Bill Plaschke, P L A S C H K E. We'll read the tweets. We'll retweet him or at Andy Furman FSR. Or you can call us. We'd love to hear from you. 877 99 on Fox. That's 877 996 6369. Now, they meet for only the second time. And guess who has the advantage? We'll tell you next. Mr. Plaschke, how Andy, are you? We, Everything we, good? Yeah, we have a little correction here. Isaac, can you get our, our update guy, Isaac Lauren Crown on the line? Are you there, Isaac? We got to get Isaac on. I'm right here. All right. So I, we were talking during the break about the fights I've gotten with players, and Isaac remembered a fight that I had with Odalis Perez. Well, it turns out the fight that I said I had with Ronald Belisario, that was Odalis Perez. And Isaac was there, and you wow. and to tell him, Isaac, you remember the women. I do, and I remember I was literally standing next to you, and you had introduced me to them and mentioned that they had won this opportunity to spend a day with you, and they were just the most delightful women, and we were standing there. This is about three hours before a Dodger game, and you had written a column because I think there was something where he— A fingernail. It was a fingernail, yes. And meanwhile, Sean Green and Adrian Beltre, and of all people, Dave Roberts were playing while they were injured, not just hurt, but injured down the stretch in 3 under uh, Jim Tracy, our old friend, and Odalis suddenly comes running in from the outfield towards the Dodger dugout, and I'm like, why is he running so And it was right to get in your face, and I remember afterwards, first of all, you you were like Tim Duncan, by the way. You were unflappable. The You you, you just had no, you were totally non-affected by this. I was in shock. Yes, as, I would have run. As were, run. As were the women with you, and I remember yeah. shortly thereafter, you might have said something along the lines of, man, if Odalis ran that fast if he was that athletic all the time he'd be he'd be an all-star pitcher or something along <laughs> yeah. those lines but i well, remember it to this day well thank you i said no because the collar wasn't and i still don't get this and i don't know what, what you all think about this when if, if, a, if a pitcher has a broken fingernail and can't pitch just say it's something else because nobody right. understands that nobody gets it that he has a broken nail he can't he can't go to work that day nobody understands that right right I don't want to understand it. Tell me you fell down a flight of steps. Tell me you hurt your back. A fingernail? I don't think so. No. Yeah, but it's a very important these guys with the way they, 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 you know, the way they, the way they, you know, mess with the baseball. But it's, it's, yeah. So I got on Dallas Perez. Well, thank you very much, Isaac. Uh, thanks for refreshing my memory for one of the horror That's stories great. of my life. And thank those women were scarred for life. With they experience. were, they were stunned. They were it cost them five grand. Are you kidding? Yeah, it cost them five grand. They paid five grand to see me get cursed at. I mean, hey, Bill, this you, guy was cursing. You, oh, he really was. Yeah. Every other word. Did you at least get a chance to introduce the women to Vin Scully? I'm sure that made it worth it. That was that was part of the five, the entire five thousand dollars was based on that. And so yes, I did. And they wanted to spend their time with Scully. So yeah, Vin's Vin's the greatest. My favorite Vin story is I did. I was doing a doing a, doing a uh, one of my long stories on him for the magazine, LA Times Magazine, and his daughter, his daughter told me that when she was when they were growing up, they would go swimming, and he would sit by the swimming pool and he would narrate their swimming. Oh, look really? at her! She's on the diving board now. She's oh, what a beautiful cannonball into the water! Yeah, Vin Vin's the greatest. And what he, a vocabulary he had, oh, and he yeah. didn't by himself. He did the games alone. Didn't really have a color guy with him. He was great. Well, we had the the, you know, we had the greatest announcers out here with Vin Scully and Bob Miller and Chick Hearn, and then yeah. and then so I did a column about and I think the, one of the underrated broadcasters in all of sports and around throughout the country is your college football announcer. Those guys have a real tapped into the community, a real community feel. I mean, those guys are really part 
of the landscape, and they don't get as much publicity. We have one, the USC announcer, Pete Arbogast, out here. He used to be in Cincinnati. Yes, that's right. You're, you're right. right. So, yes. so I got an email last year from a guy that said that his sister had was suddenly on her deathbed and was alone, and they called him. They, they tracked him down. He rushed to her bedside, and sitting in there when he walked in there, to the room in the hospital was Pete Arbogast, the dot, the wow. USA radio announcer, talking to her and stroking, her, and she was in a coma. And I'm like, and, and and Pete didn't know her, and this guy said he just he wanted to know what the USC announcer was doing, talking to his dying sister. Well, it turns out Pete is part of this program where no one dies alone, where if people are look like they're going to die alone, they call in volunteers to come talk to them on their last moments. And the like then the US, USC announcer does that. So that's a that's a little announcer Vince I Scully Vince Scully was, segue story. Yeah, his, I think Pete Arbogast, one of his uh, favorite sayings is, how do you do? Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's, that's right. That's one of his – I remember that. I really had do. some great you know, years. You talk about announcers with the impact they have on a community, as well as you do, columnists too, with major newspapers. When I first moved to Cincinnati, the first thing I did – and I never met him. I, I set the cassette tape. At that time, they were using cassettes. I sent the cassette to Nuxle. Marty Brenneman. Marty and the, Joe? I sent it to Marty Brenneman. I said, could you do me a favor and answer my telephone? And do me, you know, this is Andy Furman. He's out. You know, please leave your name. I'm rounding third. I'm out, but I'm, but a bing, but a bang. And he did it. He mailed it back to me in an envelope. And then I finally met him. We became pretty good friends. He's a Hall of Famer, Marty Brenneman. I love him to death. Yeah, it's funny. Baseball announcers, announcers in general. I mean, people are, it's there. People are, you know, there, there are eyes and ears and people. And I, you know what? I don't get everybody. Joe Buck takes a lot of flack. I don't understand he, he really, that. I don't there. understand that. He's a, first off, he's a great guy. I mean, he's a really down-to-earth, self-deprecating, laughs at himself, funny guy, great to be around, always says hello when I see him. We always stand and chat. And he does, and he's a work, yeoman's like work on the on, on TV, does Nebraska all the, game. from the baseball to the football. I mean, I don't understand why people don't like, why do you think people don't like him? You know, he he has, you got to laugh, you got to smile. I, I don't know what it is. I, I can't figure it out either. I, I, I think him. people think he's pompous. They think he's a nasty. I, I've always found him to be more than friendly. And more than that, his late dad was, was the perfect gentleman. He was the greatest. I loved him to death. But I, I don't understand why that is. But I think there's a lot of envy out there. Well, I think there's a lot of jealousy. Also, I think some of it, I, I think I, I warn people against this, a lot of it, most ninety nine percent of it is from the internet. It's from Twitter, and we can't always believe that that represents the entire the majority of the population. Twitter is right. only still about ten percent, fifty percent of people out there. I My mean, goodness. but but we seem to take it. That's why I've got a lot of followers, but I don't check my mentions at all ever i don't i don't go on I don't it's do healthier it. i don't do that I don't, I don't go on i don't do it i don't do it i you know, know you know what i, I should I, engage I mean, more but it keeps me from engaging but also keeps me from going crazy with the insults and all that stuff and you can only get in trouble because you'll say something you'll regret oh you gotta be so you don't want to do that. yeah yeah it's yeah. so stupid and i think a lot of people bait you i think they bait a lot of people to, to do that yeah and why it's am i gonna like argue with shave, you say you, you, you get caught like oh got you you know yeah now, and why will you get engaged why do people even go on there and try to respond to anybody is beyond me because again you're you don't know who you're talking to and you don't know right. what what they mean and what they want and yeah it's just a it's a very dangerous place and so i think a lot of that people get criticized joe buck gets criticized a lot that that's where it comes from and i'm not so sure most people don't like him because i think he's really good 
Right. You know, I, I got to apologize to you because I was kind of dumping on you early on because you're carrying the flag for the Pac-12. And that's okay. But I, I want to apologize simply because that there's a little bit of jealousy in my part because living on the West Coast, you have the opportunity to watch the National Football League at 10 o'clock in the morning and have the rest of the day free, it is which I trem- think is a wonderful it thing. It is tremendous. What's, you know what's even better is going on vacation in Hawaii and watching it at 8 o'clock in the morning and you're done at 1. But no, we are done. My whole day here... I mean, of course, this is before we had, didn't have. Oh, for deadlines, it's tremendous too. Yeah, yeah, but this is. But going back before we did, before we had the NFL came back, I would go to church and get home at ten o'clock, watch football from ten till four, and be done, and have the whole night free. And yeah, it's weird to be on the East Coast and have it differently. It's so much better out here. But again, wow. the flip side is our night games out here. Nobody sees them. Nobody. We don't exist. We don't exist on the East Coast, and uh, and that's and that that's hurt him in Heisman's. It's hurt him in voting. It's hurt him in national championships. It's just hurt all the schools out here. That's why the TV deal needs to be so much better than it is. And that's why again the Pac-12, even I think it even hurts the Pac-12 in March Madness. I think it hurts the seedings. I mm-hmm. think the, the the committee doesn't see these teams very much, and the games are at weird hours and late hours, and and it just again it I just don't think it's and so then uh, then. Uh, a cycle, vicious cycle. It hurts in recruiting. Do you want to go yeah. to a school where nobody's going to watch you play? So USC does great. They do great with the West Coast kids, but it's hard to get good East Coast kids to come out here because, again, it's like a foreign country. There's no doubt about that. I tell you what, no one's foreign to this guy because he's the gentleman of the LA Times. He's the man himself. Bill Plaschke joining us today. Get him on Twitter at Bill Plaschke, P-L-A-S-C-H-K-E, at Andy Furman, FSR, or 877-996-6369. And this team is actually better without him. Wait till you hear this. That's next. But first, to the man himself, the big eye, Isaac Lowenkron for the latest. Andy and Bill, today's college football action has roared to life, especially number two Clemson against Louisville. Sorry, Bill. Clemson will have it first down and 10 at their own 30, moving it from right to left. The hill at the back, they move it towards the west zone. Handoff goes. Feaster up the middle. He goes, and he breaks it. Crosses the 50, and nothing between he and the goal line, but the cool of the day as Feaster scores from 70 to make it 13 nothing. Clemson. The extra point was good. The call. No way. Wait, nobody between him and the goal line, but the cool air the of the cool day. cool of the day. Oh, my God. He's rubbing it in. Yeah. Oh, my God. What they should do is like they should dump the game off 790 a.m. and put our show back the on. The cool of the day. I didn't really get that. They're in Death Valley. Wouldn't it be the heat of the day. It's probably cooler this time of, uh, time of the year. But this, <laughs> the cool of the day. i got to remember that. Cool All right. I'm day. sorry, Isaac. Call Continue. WCCP. Continue. I've never really heard that phrase before. Elsewhere, Nebraska an early lead over number 10 Ohio State. Nebraska wow. again. A team that doesn't go under center much. Three wide receivers split left. A Zigbo to the left of Martinez. Snap back. Zone read. Hand off the Zigbo, crack his way in there. That is a touchdown, Nebraska. And the Huskers score in their opening drive of the game. No cool of the day there on KLIN. That's a great voice. That's, that guy's a Husker. He's a Husker voice. A Husky voice for the voice of <laughs> the, the Huskers. Huskers. Ohio State, however, just got on the board. They blocked a Nebraska punt out of the end zone for a safety. So it's Nebraska 7, Ohio State Two eight minutes into the ball game, and Wake Forest in early lead over 19th-ranked Syracuse. Wake Forest down to our right at the Syracuse two-yard line. Snap to Hartman, turns to his left, gives to Carney, runs to his right, past the five, lowers his head, and he is hit there. Touchdown, Wake Forest. He was hit at the two. You're not going to get Carney down at that point. The call on IMG, just to clarify, the Wake Forest quarterback, Sam Hartman, not Fox Sports Radio's own Steve Hartman. Oh, you're who is kidding me. Applauding well, you know what? Me. I was going to say it, but 
I thought that, then I realized I just saw Steve, so it couldn't be him. Okay. Exactly, okay. although he still has some of his eligibility remaining from his days <laughs> at UCLA, where he was the editor that of the Daily Bruin and tormented Larry Brown during his UCLA Nobody knows he went to UCLA, of course, because he never talks about it. Oh, no, never, <laughs> starting at the top of the hour. Elsewhere, Auburn with a 7-3 lead over number 20, Texas A&M, as the Aggies got on the scoreboard first, but Auburn just take the, took the lead with a touchdown. And number 24, Iowa State, a 14 to nothing lead at Kansas, 6.52 left to play in the first. Coming up at 3.30 Eastern, it's number 9 Kentucky hosting 6th-ranked Georgia in Lexington. And tonight at 8 Eastern, number 1 Alabama invades 3rd-ranked LSU. Andy and Bill, all yours. Isaac, thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. Thanks for all you do. You really do a great job. I tell you what, he's Bill Plasky. I'm Andy Furman. Bill Plasky from the LA Times. And we're in for Jason McIntyre right here on Fox Sports Saturday. And of course, we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to Geico.com. You know, I've heard you mention Geico so much today. They get their money's worth, don't they? They get they their sure money. On their, I, when I answer my telephone at home, I say, hello, he's calling Geico. Go all right, all right here, here's a question for you. Why yeah. do they use that lizard in their ads? I have no idea. Oh, I, you, know, you don't know why? No. Because it's a gecko, and people used to pronounce Geico gecko. Oh. You didn't know that, did you? You just I thought did not they know you that. thought they just dropped that lizard in there for no reason. I just thought they did. No, yes. no, no. That's how that's advertising one oh one. No. That's why you're the man. Why does he, he have a why does he have a British accent though? Do you have any idea what I'm even talking about? Yeah, I do. Oh, of course okay, I do. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, anyway, no, you, yeah, everybody I'm pronounced, not turning you off. I am every, not, I everybody you. pronounced it Gecko, but it's Geico. Gecko. So go to Gecko or Geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. And, of course, uh, I heard Isaac's sports update at the bottom of the hour. We just heard him. And, and we talked early on about Kentucky, how they don't have the culture, how to win. Great Another point. school, which I heard, point. Kansas. There's a basketball school, and for – for God knows how long they can't win a game in football. They're horrendous. They're horrendous in football. They may be the worst program, one of the worst programs in the history of sports in football. Right? I mean, I don't. I've never. I've never. Have you, have you ever seen a Kansas football game? No, and I don't plan on doing so. And either. how many? And couldn't you think it by accident? You would have seen two, three minutes of one. You know, surfing the dollar or something. I've never not even on national high. I mean, they're not on TV. I don't even see them on highlights. I've seen. Can- I've been to Kansas. I've been to Manhattan, Kansas. So I've been seeing. I've seen Kansas State live. Seen Missouri. Seen Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. I've never seen. I've never even seen a Kansas. I've never seen a football Kansas football player in a uniform. I've been to a Kansas basketball game at Allen Fieldhouse, but I've never been to a Kansas football game. Yeah, they're just. There's, there's no need to when you yeah. think about it. Really, why would you? And you pro- and you know what? And part of that is, and I go back to the USC basketball thing. You can just see USC basketball generally just doesn't – they don't really pay that much attention to it. You know, I mean, they just don't – you know, the, the, it's, it's a football school. And if you're a football school, then you're a football school. I mean, that's just kind of how it is. I mean, you mean you're a basketball school, I'm sorry. And you're a basketball school, and that's just how it is. And, but uh, you know what? The tide, the tide turns in many schools. I'll give you an example. I'm looking at Pitt. You know, for the longest time, Pitt was tremendous in football. Then they went down – and then they started really becoming a power in the Big East when they were in the Big East in basketball. Now they're down again in basketball, and they're sort of coming back in football. So Pitt's a kind of a different story. Kansas State was a doormat in football. They've come back a little bit. They're somewhat respectable now in football. So it kind of changes a little bit. Now, you know, I should say, too, Kansas has won three games this year. They beat Central <laughs> Michigan, they beat Rutgers, and they beat, they beat TCU. They you beat- and I and nine other people could beat Rutgers. Yeah, that's true. So they, But they beat TCU and... Uh... You know, I have. All right, do you have any idea who Kansas coach is? The Kansas coach, no, no, I, I, have, no I, I have no idea. I have no, idea. I have no, no. clue. 
Can you no. name any of their players? No. Can they name no. any of their players? I, I, you know, no, there's I, certain, I there's certain schools. There are certain schools that are like that. Charlie Weiss coached at Kansas, right? Yeah. 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 So so I, I remember and he that. Couldn't, I, yeah, I, 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 just, uh, I recall that. Well, that's why I think a team like Washington State, people should watch that game tonight. People should stay up late on the East Coast and watch Washington State because they've long been ignored, but they're a really good team, and Mike Leach is a coach, and they're a really fun team, and they play a really good brand of football. And and uh, and somebody just said Gardner Minshew. Is that a player or a coach? Is that their coach? Uh, that is a that is the uh, quarterback that he's has been playing very yeah. well for them. Uh, he's a transfer. He's in his senior year now. No, no, the quarterback's a guy named Bender. I thought. I thought it was Gardner. I'm pretty sure it's Gardner Minshew, who yeah. transferred after uh, the Kansas quarterback. Oh, I thought we were talking no, about no, Washington, no, Washington State. State quarterback. Oh, oh, I thought we were talking about yeah, Kansas. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Oh, Gardner Minshew's really good. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, I thought we were talking about Kansas. No, but anyway, right. Washington State's one of those schools. You have, you have, you should see them. Again, I can't talk about the, the Pac-12. Uh, you know, Washington's got a decent team. Stanford's, you know, always, always a bruising team, always a smart team. But the Arizona State's kind of crazy with Herm Edwards there. They're they're another team. Utah's got a really smart team, really disciplined team. They got some good teams out here, good coaches, just no real you know following, no real interest this year. It doesn't seem like. Now, are you, are you surprised? Speaking of interest, are you surprised, Andy? The baseball playoffs, the third worst world rated World Series in history. You know, are you, are you surprised I, I, I by that? I don't understand. I think the younger generation, which baseball has not done much to reach out and kind of cultivate a new audience. And and that's number one. Number two, when you do not have your games on a normal network, you're going to be in trouble. Because I know I wanted to watch one of the games and I forgot it was like on TNT or TB. I have no idea. It was like 248 on the direct TV. It took me 20 minutes to find out what channel it was on. If you're not on ESPN or Fox or a major network, you, you're behind the ankle. You're screwed. You well, really well, yeah, are. Well, the World Series is on Fox, though. So that doesn't explain why the I'll World Series. The playoffs started. Yeah, playoffs but, the, be- but the World Series was down. I think yeah. I think the I think it's a pace. The, I mean, obviously that seventeen inning game. By the way, the seven. I mean, the, the eighteen inning game, seven and a half hour game, longest game in World Series history. Terrible game, terrible game, exhausting, terrible game. It was. Yeah, but it Bill, I ask you this: did, did that game do more damage, or did it help baseball? I'll tell you why. I think, in a sense, it helped baseball because although many people didn't watch it or they fell asleep and they turned it off, it was a conversation piece at the water no, pool. No, I don't. I don't think so. I think it was the dam- I think it did, it did more damage because. The same thing happened over and over again. Everybody swinging for home runs. It showed how boring baseball can be when it's, when now everybody's just going. It's all home runs and strikeouts. And the pace of game. I can't tell you how many times I was with the Dodgers all throughout the playoffs at the end of the season. How many times you look in the field between innings and there's nobody in the field. The one team leaves. The other team stays in the dugout. Why don't they take the positions and get playing faster? The, the pace of game is just dreadful. And I think that hurts in baseball also. They don't do a great job marketing their stars. The NBA, boy, baseball could learn from the NBA so much, right? The NBA is just has just killed baseball. Now the NBA is not too big where you're at, right? It's not that's not that big there. We don't have the NBA. There's yeah. no NBA in, in Cincinnati. Although yeah. there's some talk that the NBA may be expanding, not only to Seattle but perhaps maybe Louisville. I don't think Louisville will work. It's a college basketball town. I don't think it'll work. I don't think all the big spenders put their money in the Yum Center in the Louisville basketball. Uh, but the NBA needs to be in Seattle. It absolutely right. need never should have yeah, never should have left Seattle. Yeah. The Clippers here, I've always said could should and could and should move to Seattle where they'd be beloved and loved. Here they're overshadowed and lost by the Lakers. Right, they certainly are. But you know what? When people read the L.A. Times, everybody's overshadowed by you because you're the man. 
No, I'm I don't so know happy. About that. I'm proud to be with you today. Bill Plasky with the LA Times. I'm Andy Furman. We're in for Jason McIntyre. And would you believe it? We're almost done, but not before. What would you do if you were king? That's next. Your chance to change the world in just about a minute, 13 minutes before the top of the hour. It is Fox Football Saturday. He's the man from the LA Times. Everybody knows him. Bill Plasky. I'm Andy Furman, and we're in for Jason McIntyre. And by the way, Top of the hour, that'll be 1 p.m. on the East Coast. Steve Hartman and Deb Carson will tell you the Heisman candidate that you never knew. Yes, top of the hour, 1 o'clock Eastern. You can hear them on Sirius XM Channel 83. Did you know, did you know Hartman also used to work for the Raiders? He never talks about that either. Yeah, he always does. No, no. <laughs> yes, he does. They're on Sirius XM 83, iHeartRadio on their app, and, of course, on many of these same Fox Sports Radio affiliates. And, of course, we're proudly brought to you by Geico. And I got some great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes you could save 15% or more on car insurance. And before I throw it to our executive producer, Gavin Kinzel, I want to say, Bill Plasky, it's been a pleasure. It's been an honor, and I loved every minute of it today. So thank it's, you, thank you, thank you. great, Andy Berman. You're an institution in the, throughout the Midwest. And, I belong and, in an institution. And your letters, you, again, I go back to the fact that you talked about writing everybody one, everyone letters. I have received several of those letters, and yes, they are, they're like antique gold. Keep doing it. Keep writing letters. That's an awesome, I awesome thing you will. do. You're one of the few people left who still do. Yeah, thank you so much. Now, here we have our guy, Gavin Kinzel, with the questions, and you can provide the answers because we're going to play If You Were King of All Sports. Hit it, Gavin. All right, guys, we just talked about this a little bit about the uh, World Series being down this year, 25% from last year. It averaged 14.1 million viewers on Fox. Guys, I want to ask you, and we'll start with Bill here, how would you change the World Series to up those ratings? Pitch clock. Pitch clock. And that's all baseball, but definitely in the world, you have to keep the pace. The pace has to be faster. The games, I know people say they last three and a half hours the same as the NFL game but it feels like twice as long. Change the pace of the game. Well, they say that speed kills, but I'll tell you this much. It doesn't kill in baseball because lack of speed kills baseball. And maybe cut out some of the commercials. And maybe squeeze the screen if you want to. Put the commercials there because you've got like two and a half, three minutes in between as opposed to no action during the game. It's going to put people to sleep. Change it because you're going down the drain baseball, and I love baseball. And i got to tell you, I don't think, Bill, it's America's pastime anymore. Oh, no, it's not basketball. I mean, football, football is by far, and basketball second. So, yes. All right, guys, the once rough and evil NFL has turned to mush. There's no more kick returns. The quarterback should be wearing flags. And what exactly is a catch? Who wrote this question? The quarterback should be wearing flags. <laughs> Who wrote this question? Did you write this question, Gavin? His name might rhyme with Schmandy Schmerman. Oh, okay. <laughs> As King, Andy will start with you. Gee, I wonder what Andy's going to say about this. <laughs> As what? King Andy, King Andy, what would you do to restore the great old game? I tell you what, though, I grew up when men were men, and I tell you what, when the crack of the sidewalk was just a crack of the sidewalk, it wasn't anything else. But I'll tell you this much. I look at the players that were back in the day, Jim Katkavich, Andy Robustelli, Mike Ditka, they're turning over, they're the ones that are still alive, they're turning over in their graves watching the game of football right now. It's a mean game, it's a tough game, it's a rough game, and I tell you what, those that want to play it, don't play it, but don't be a wimp, and that's what it's all about. It's all about protecting the quarterback, and there are so many plays right now that are missing because of the game has changed. There's no more kick returns. There's nothing at all. The game is not the same, and it should be rougher, and I don't know what's going on with this quarterbacking protection. It's amazing to me. 
Well, for one thing, Andy, the quarterbacks are the game. You have to protect them. Number two, the public is sick and tired of seeing the concussions, seeing the players with dementia, seeing the players with early onset Alzheimer's, seeing all the effects of CTE, seeing the suicides. I think you have to make the game safer. This is part of the deal. I don't think it's made it. I don't think it's made it less fun. I think it's made it just it's 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 every bit as popular as it ever was. You don't change if you change anything, you keep changing things to make it more safe. Make it more palatable to the public. Otherwise, it's going to be boxing, and you don't want boxing. So, I may I interject for one second, Mister no, Plasky? May, no, may I'm king of the no, I'm king of the sports world. I say All this right. discussion is done. Just the jester. Oh, okay. <laughs> I want to interject one thing. The only reason they've changed it is because of money. You always got to check the paper trail. If you have any doubt in anything in life, it's all about money. And the NFL was afraid with all these lawsuits, and that's why they changed it to make it safer. They could have cared less about safeness because, remember, several years ago, they were thinking of expanding the schedule. And if you expand the schedule, obviously you're going to put more players at risk. I think they also did it for the TV ratings. I think fans are sick of seeing the violence. I think they, I mean, they're sick of seeing the after effects of that. I think, and I think, I can get rid of kickoffs. Get rid of them. Well, oh. one violent game we haven't talked about yet is hockey, and uh, one hockey team out here, the LA Kings, and we're playing the role of Kings. Bill, I'm sure you've covered the Kings at some point in your uh, time as an LA uh, Times sports columnist, guys. What would you do to fix the problem that the NHL is easily the least talked about of the four major sports on radio and print? All over. And, and Bill, we will start with you. I have been with the Kings through both of their Stanley Cup runs and they both both their championships. I was with them every step of the way. They were so accommodating to me, an outsider. I just showed up for the Stanley Cup finals and they were, you know, but I just think they're the nicest guys, but I think that it, there's just not the overall, it's still considered a winner's sport in a lot of places. It's huge in Canada. I just don't think it translates as well down here, and and it doesn't help the Kings that you know they're not on over the air, they're not on terrestrial radio anymore, they're on they're on a, an, an app that's that you can't get you can't get on your car radio, so I just think I just think it's regional and geographical. I don't think there's anything you can do about it. Well, I'll tell you this much: two things. Number one, the game is too fast for TV. Football's perfect for TV. Hockey's just a little too quick for TV, and you can't see the puck at times. Number one. Number two. Announcers are afraid of the National Hockey League. You know why? Quite simply, they can't pronounce the freaking names. That's why they stay away from hockey. Right? No, you that, know no, it, Bill. That's no, why. No, you, that's you got to right. no, type their names. pronunciation guides. Come on, that's ridiculous. That's why they don't do it. No, they can't no. say their names. It's because they can never see it, find the puck. I've never seen the puck. Well, that's, that's a problem over there, but honestly, <laughs> they, all you got to do is type it on the laptop. They can't pronounce the names. Oh, I don't believe that. I that is absurd. And I, it is. It's not absurd. You Otherwise, are a gesture for the day. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. Hartman and Carson are next. Bill Plasky's the best. Love him. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex-
National Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. If you're ready for an epic family vacation, there's no better place than sunny Orlando. Exciting thrills, never-ending food festivals, fresh new dining experiences, outdoor adventures, and Florida's natural springs, and so much more. Orlando has it all. And Visit Orlando's vacation planners can help you plan the perfect trip. In Orlando, anything is possible if you can imagine it. And that's what makes Orlando unbelievably real. Plan your escape today and save at visitorlando.com. Introducing the Lisa Chill Collection, your answer to hot nights. These mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers, whisking away heat for the perfect sleep temperature. Save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows when you shop now. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.